and welcome to another episode of Gorilla Brain. Today we're going to be talking about which games would we put on the PS1 Classic. So we have returned. Rejoice. Uh, so we're going to be talking PS1 Classic. The news of it came out earlier this week that PlayStation will be putting out the PS1 Classic in December, right? Or is it November? I can't remember which. It doesn't matter. The scalpels will have them gone before you have a chance to get it. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely right. Now, they're already taking pre-orders on this thing, and they haven't announced but three games on it. They've announced Final Fantasy VII. Uh, Wild Arms and Tekken 3. Those are the only three games that they've announced, and they said it's going to have 20-plus. So which games are they going to put on there? I don't know. We don't have a list. So we're going to make our own list of things that should be on this thing. They're well-deserving games, overlooked games, but games that we love overall. They so, will most likely not be on the mini, honestly. Uh, the classic. Reviewing this list, absolutely not. But in our hearts, they should be. And if they any should. if any of these make the list or make their uh, PS1 classic, then wow, then we're just that good and we know what the people want. So let's see if the people want your number 10, and that's going to be Mortal Kombat Trilogy. How much fun was Mortal Kombat Trilogy? It, that game, it was basically the ultimate, ultimate version of uh, Mortal Kombat 3. They put pretty much everybody in there. I think everybody was in there at the time. Every character they had was in there. Uh, from, was, uh, it was uh, all the characters from Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was everybody from 1 to Ultimate 3, as far as I know. Like, every character that's ever existed has been in there. They had uh, Goro and all, all of those. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember when it came out, man. It was like a big deal, you know? Oh, it was it was kind of wild, too, because they called it Mortal Kombat Trilogy, which is funny because it really wasn't Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. It was just everybody into one Ultimate game. And this one, I hope, makes the list. I hope they actually put it in there. I just think, you know, for Mortal Kombat, it, 3 was really good. It introduced the run system and the, the air juggle and all that stuff. I hated and, the run system. The run button uh, fucked me up because I spent <laughs> years without a run button, and then they threw it in there. I, I did not like that mechanic whatsoever. I am beyond happy they ditched that shit. I, I mean, it was something new, and... It had some cool ideas. Like I, I kind of got the premise, but the dash, a dash is just more useful. But uh, I, yeah, it was a great game. They had a lot of features. They, they really, you know, it was kind of like the, the, the best version of Mortal Kombat to play up until that point. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they so. also put out Mortal Kombat Gold, which was essentially the same thing. New Mortal Kombat Gold was the definitive version of Mortal Kombat Four, buddy. Is that what it is? God, yeah. Mortal Kombat Four eludes me. Yeah, I, I will give you permission to edit that out if you'd like. No, I'm gonna or keep you, it in. You, you gonna I, take that hit for the fans? Yeah, I'm gonna take the hit for the fans because they need to see that I'm human and not a golden shiny god that they think I am. So, 
but yeah, Mortal Kombat Trilogy, man, it was it was a good time. Didn't they add a couple things in there? Didn't they add like uh, fatalities or something like that? They, I can't remember. Uh, it's been a long time since I played this game. Yeah, I I don't remember either. I honestly don't. But I I do remember like it was just a lot of fun. Like it was, you know, there's not a lot to say about it. But if you like yeah. Mortal Kombat. You know, for a long time, that was basically the best version in the series. It was all there. So let so. me ask, let me ask you a question, okay? You pick Mortal Kombat trilogy. Why not Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero? Uh, because I've seen Sub Zero fall to his death enough times to last me a lifetime. <laughs> this is so fucking broken. It was, and I, I, I did beat the game back on PS One uh, years and years ago when I was younger and still had patience. You're, you're so uh, no. I remember, no. no, I remember we tried to go back. You might have beat it in your youth. Yes, maybe. Yeah, yeah, in my but, youth, I can't do it when, now. But when we tried to beat it, uh, maybe it was like what ten years ago or something like that. Uh, we had the Game Shark, and you had the the infinite health thing. And then you fell to your death, but you couldn't die. Yep. So Same you would... thing happened on our Ghost and Ghouls adventure. Ah, yeah, Super Ghost and Ghouls. That was a that was something too. But yeah, uh, it it had a cool story to it, and the the live video was a cool idea for mythologies. But that game was way too hard and way too broken to be doable. Yeah, screw that game. It was the same actor from Mortal Kombat Conquest, wasn't it? Um, it for, might I mean, I mean for uh, for Quan Chi. Sorry, I didn't specify. I I think it was. I can't prove it, but I think it was because they were filming about the same time. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they used the same one for. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Conquest guy. I don't have IMDb up in front of me, or else I'd tell you. But I'm pretty sure it was the same Quan Chi. Which was badass, because Mortal Kombat Conquest was, in fact, badass. Yeah, it is a very fun show, and you can currently get it on Amazon Prime for 10 bucks. Treat yourself after you listen to this podcast. <laughs> we are not promoting Amazon. <laughs> uh, but what I will promote, and this game had, uh, my number 10, had a lot of promotion in it, and that would be Jet Moto. Yeah, was it was that a launch title? I can't remember. I'm not gonna. No, it was not a launch title. It came out shortly after PlayStation came out, but uh, but it had a lot of um, sponsors in it. It had Butterfinger and Mountain Dew, and then they would release this game later, and they would take all the you know Mountain Dew and Butterfinger out of the game. Like they would just wipe it all clean, so it was just plain as hell. I, I like being on Team Mountain Dew. Yeah, well, people complain about in-game advertising. Though I think no, it's fine. It's, it's, I think it's a license thing. It probably was, which yeah. is so stupid. Yeah, you you don't have permission to freely advertise our stuff anymore. Like, okay. No, but this game was really fun. I mean, you know, it's it's like knockoff wave race, but with a lot more to it. And what oh, I like, yeah. I mean, you could do like barrel rolls, and you know, you hit, you'd hit the ramp really hard, and you go up and do a barrel roll, or maybe if you had time, a backflip. But what was really cool, and most people don't remember about this game, is that you could switch the first person. So when you do the backflip or the barrel roll, the screen flips with you. I never did that. 
I, I I did it for hours. No shame. I did it. No, I didn't. I didn't remember there being a first person. But the game, the game was a really good time. It was so, like you said, Sony's answer to Wave Race. Yeah, but I mean, it definitely had more because Wave Race was basic as hell, and this one was like a full one, like race, <laughs> like an actual racing game, not mm-hmm. like eh, it had. Not a you know, it had simulator. Yeah, it had turbo buttons and stuff, but it had characters. They had their own individual names and stats. And um, You know what it was? It was F-Zero on a jet ski. And you know what? I'll take it. And you know what? They made three of these fucking games. you believe that? I only remember uh, the first one, but apparently they made three of them. Yeah, you know, I, I did that when I was doing our research for this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never played 2 and 3. I'm sure they're fine. And I really liked 1 a lot. I couldn't tell you why I never played 2 and 3. Maybe they were a smaller release, or you know, maybe I just played, you know, bigger games when they hit. They just fell under the radar, but I never played them. It, it had a really good soundtrack too. Every every th- every level sounded like uh, you remember the song Wipeout. Yes. It every 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 episode, uh, every stage sounded like Wipeout. I'm telling you, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's I, a bonus feature in itself. Yeah, but you know, you know, unlike Wave Race, I couldn't ride a dolphin. So, meh. Oh. Uh, well, that's why you had both systems. You'd switch over to Wave Race for your dolphin riding. Wave, Ra- Wave Race really bored me. I, I, I had I, when I had gotten an N sixty four. I had Wave Race, Ocarina of Time, and WCW NWO Revenge. And Wave Race was always like, if I got bored of the other two, I'd play Wave Race. But Wave Race was never my go to. Uh, there wasn't much to it. It was a really, I mean, I liked the game. It was fine, but it was very it was very basic and, and simple. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a good, like, in-between game. It's, it's what I call a fuck-it game. We don't want to commit to anything. I just wanted a quick little, you know, 20-minute little game session. That's what it was good for. A good, like, whatever. Right. But I had it, I had my number 10 based down to Jet Moto or Hydro Thunder. Remember Hydro Thunder? I do. Both of those are good choices. Yeah, but I ended up going with Jet Moto because, I don't know, I just had a lot of fun. A lot of good memories come with Jet Moto. And Hydro Thunder was better in the arcade because it had the big fan that blew on you when you were riding it. Yeah, and yeah, the seat shook and all that. It was it was really good. I love Hydro Thunder, but Jet Moto overall wins. It's a good time. Good times, especially for your number nine, though. Mega Man Legends. Mega Man Legends. This game, it's it's weird for people, I guess, that were fans of, of well, yeah, or I guess myself too, for Mega Man because it was so different than your typical Mega Man. It wasn't just a platformer, basically. That also turned a lot of fans off, though. Yeah, which, I mean, I get, but I, I really enjoyed Mega Man uh, Legend. I, I liked the world. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, especially going into the, uh, <laughs> the little convenience store or... Uh... Like library and seeing the the uh, Japanese porn up there, and why? What, what? Who doesn't like Japanese porn? Well, I mean that's true, but you know it was just like you know I'm like I don't know how old was I when this came out? What year did this come out? Uh, ninety seven, I believe. All right, so I would have been twelve. Yeah, I, mean, I, I could. Yeah, I mean I can appreciate the uh, the Japanese porn at twelve years old. I really could. I could be wrong on the release date, but I thought it was I thought it was like that. Well, either way, I was still in my in my teen years, so any porn is good. So, 
<laughs> Wait, teen years? I thought some things never changed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you're pretty much right. I still enjoy them. Uh, let's move on. Um, <laughs> but it, it, to the game itself, it, it it looked good at the time. I mean, now obviously it's a little blocky, but a little. It, well, you know, everything is from that gen, but it was it was fun. I, you know, the story was really good, and it had that typical Mega Man sort of lighthearted feel to it. But I, I didn't yeah. I didn't like the combat system for it. I, I just wasn't a fan of the you know you the got third person. To pick a can. Yeah. That does not save a, that does not save a game. It does. It really does. Actually, you know what? You're right. It does. Because I'm thinking of uh, Force Unleashed when you got to kick the goddamn Ewoks. Uh, and everyone's uh, welcome for that. Ah, uh, that was the best add-on ever for a game. Oh, I love kicking them little evil bastards. Yep. Yeah. Jump. Uh, but yeah, but, but Mega Man Legends. I mean, I like. The game, I want to say I remember liking the game because I haven't played it in so long. Either um, have I. But I remember being really turned off by it because I always like, you know, side-scrolling the, Mega the Man. The platformer. Yeah. I I prefer the platformer, don't get me wrong, but I just, I really enjoyed this game. It was a fun action RPG. I mean, I, I know I'm not really saying much about it, but it's basically all the good things of a Mega Man game. You run and jump shoot and you got new gear and all this stuff and you had a fun little story. Yeah, I remember and the I, story being really good, though. I do remember I, that. I was just turned off by the action part of it. Oh, I mean, you know, it's understandable. But I, I enjoyed it and you know, if they brought up the the, <clears throat> the classic, it's just one thing that I, as far as I know, they've never re-released or brought out that mm-hmm. I'm aware of and I, I don't know, I wouldn't mind playing it again. Especially, heaven forbid, they tweak it a little. Give it the old HD, smooth it out, take that oh, blocky would, shit out of it. I, I mean, I'd give, it, I'd give it, I'd give it another go. I mean, I'm a completely different person than I was when I was, you know, 13, 14, whatever. I so, hope so. I might have a different, you know, spec on it. So I, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was good. And if you think about the PS1 era, there was a lot of, uh, like, JRPG games and, and stuff like that. This was the only one that was kind of an action RPG. I don't know too many that were action RPG at that time. It didn't have or a level I remember. did it? I don't remember. It, it's been too long. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it had some sort of thing. I, I don't remember. If, if anybody who listens is, if they know, feel free to comment in the <laughs> below. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that we've played all these games recently, but a lot of it is... Good memories, and you remember them being good games. And some of these, you know, we have played recently. Um, some of my list I've recently played. And I'm pretty sure we, Sean's played a couple of these on his too. But, um, but yeah, Mega Man Legends, I, I remember not hating it, but I remember not being in love with it either. It's just a it's meh, a, meh title. It's, it's one of the ones I, I really liked. It's just the thing that I would want on the mini the most, or sorry, the classic. Mm-hmm. Is they've never released it. Like uh, I, it's part of the reason I've never played it again because they put Mega Man and Mega Man X on PS1, PS2. You know, you could play a lot of these games, but Legends was only on one. So since then, you haven't been able to play it again. Yeah, I did get a sequel, but I remember I hated the sequel. I never played the sequel. I couldn't tell you why. I just never did. Mm. It, it wasn't all that great. Legends one had it beat by far. Ugh. But yeah, Mega Man Legends, number nine for me, sticking with it. Yeah, fair enough, man. It's your list. I, I, I'm i not going to sway you one way or another. These are the 
things that you would want on the PS Classic if you had the choice. Uh, oh, definitely. But for me, my number nine is Gex Enter the Gecko. You don't remember Gex Enter the Gecko. You did not have a very fun childhood, and you probably played with bricks. That hurts. I remember the advertising. I never played. I never played Gex. I, it was everywhere, but I never got around to playing this one. Well, the original Gex was a launch title, uh, but Gex Enter the Gecko was a whole new level. It was so much fun. The you know, it's not really pretty. By you know, no PS One game is really considered pretty. <laughs> back then it may have been but it, you know um but gex man there's so much adult humor in that game that i didn't pick up on as a kid but man it's in there uh so many one-liners gex is just a lovable character you know a little mascot character i think he could have been playstation's mascot before crash yeah well he was out before crash fuck crash gex for life but uh, they, but they the, definitely advertised him. But the main theme was like James Bond. Like the whole thing was based around him being like a secret agent, and he would uh, teleport to. Um, he would use a TV remote and go into big, big, big TVs, and you know, then you would do the level, and it was a lot of fun. It was it was a fun adventure platformer. I mean, I loved it. Horrible, horrible, horrible mechanics, though. I do remember it being somewhat broken. Oh, like Crash Bandicoot one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just you play it as an adult now. It's a, a lot of nostalgia pops up, and it's just a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the hell out of it. So I think that that's one of the hidden gems on PlayStation that no one remembers or talks about is Gex, and that that offends me. It was probably because it was slightly broken. Uh, I wouldn't say it was slightly broken. I was saying it glitched a lot. Like, <laughs> I don't know how it made it through their quality control, but uh, it did. But, I mean, overall, it was a good game. You know, I loved it. And I think it deserves to be on the classic because it is, in fact, a classic. So, speaking of classics, your number eight is, in fact, a classic. And it's Rival Schools. <laughs> Now, what I remember most about Rival Schools is the super duper air jump. <laughs> yes, the the ludicrous moon jump, which even to this day, I I have no idea why it's in the game. I don't know why they were like, all right, these bastards are gonna jump eight feet into the air. Yeah, I mean, you got hang time. I remember that, like, <laughs> just jump up in the air and hit them with a kick, but you would just float there for a minute. It's it's noticeable. I mean, anybody who remembers Rival Schools, what was <clears throat> what was it? Uh, it was a spinoff of something, wasn't it? I, see, that's what I thought. I, I should have looked into it more. It was made by Capcom, and I don't know if in Japan it was an, another game or or what. Um, but it was basically you know a bunch of rival schools, but they were all like anime style school tropes mm -hmm. and uh, soccer was there she was the cousin of one of the characters or a sister i think it was cousin i don't remember but it was kind of fun you had like you know your baseball guy and schoolgirls and all that kind of fun stuff all the typical little cliche guys but it was a fun little like capcom fighting game mm -hmm. 
And, yeah, you, and you can basically get a get a copy now. It's not a rare game to find, but it, you'll you'll spend probably about twenty bucks on it for a brand new mint copy with instructions because that's always important. The upcharge on it, just having instructions for a complete and I'm doing bunny fingers here or quotation fingers, air fingers, uh, uh, a complete copy runs about twenty bucks. But which isn't it, bad. But for an instruction booklet, like you can get just a disc in the case for like five, but you want that booklet. You want a complete, there's my fingers, a complete copy. It runs about 20 bucks. I just don't, under, I just don't understand that. Ah, uh, well, people no, are like that. Nobody read the fucking instructions. You pop people, that game in and learn as you go. That's how that up, shit works. Look up N64 games with boxes. We all threw the damn box away, and now they're, like, worth $100 more. Yeah. I mean, you want a complete copy, you know, whatever. But uh, back to topic is Rival Schools, man. I just, I remember it was fun. We we played it, right? We played it on yeah. a, was it an emulator, or was it the actual yeah. disc? We played it on the emulator because, sadly, my stupid ass, Sold my entire PlayStation 1 collection when PS2 came out to buy PS2 games. Aww. Thinking at the time that, oh hey, it's just PS1. I'll just pick, I'll just get them later. Yeah, that was before the retro market. Yeah. Old Sean threw away a whole lot of money. But, uh, but it, it's a really fun game. And, you know, obviously you have to put into the mindset of, uh, of that you're playing a retro game, obviously. Mm-hmm. But for what it was back in the time, it had a really good roster. It, it had a pretty big roster, you know, like 20, I think. It might be more or less, but I remember it having a big roster. And it was fun, real, real Japanese and, you know, Capcom. It had that, like, sense of humor, but fun. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. fun. It was and it, ha- fun. It, it had um, animated cutscenes, didn't it? I believe so. Yeah, that's what I thought. I believe so. It's, it's and, been a while since we played this game. Probably about, I don't know, 11, 12 years, something like that. It's been a minute. Yeah, but I mean, you know, anybody who's who's played, uh, you know, any of the Capcom or SNK fighting games and you like that style, mm. this would it, this was kind of like that. A bit more on the, the 3D side than, you know, obviously the 2D, but mm. the typical, that kind of fighting game of that era. And yeah, if you like that, you're gonna have a good time. And still better than Star Wars Masters of the Terrace Cassie. <laughs> I believe everything is. That's probably the worst fighting game ever. And I own Gauntlet Legends. Was that what it was called? Uh, I remember I can't remember what it was called. It was a terrible fucking fighting game when the PlayStation launched. It was terrible. Ah, uh, yeah. But the, that Star Wars is, is pretty rough, which is why it did not make the list. Mm-hmm. Or it, it, it might, it probably, might make, it'll probably make another list down the road for like maybe a, a shit list. Yeah, mention? yeah, dishonorable mention or a shit list, something. It's oh. quite awful. My heart was broken as a Star Wars fan. I can finally be Boba Fett. It's impossible to do anything. So, yeah. There's, what if you there's ever wanted to be a sand person named Whore? You could live the dream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to play it. Shit. <laughs> I I have the disc, but instead instead of playing Masters of the Terrace, Cassie, I would rather play my number eight, which is Capcom versus SNK Pro.
because, you know, in Japan it was Cap, uh, Capcom versus SNK. So we got the Pro Edition. Now this game, man, this game, it, it had a weird, uh, you, you could pick up to four people, okay, but it had a tier system, okay? It had everybody from King of Fighters and Street Fighter, and this included the big bosses. Now, there were Tier 1 fighters, and then Tier 2, and then Tier 3, but you only had a certain amount of stars that you could pick. Uh, suppose you wanted to use, like, Bison or something like that. It was, like, three stars out of your four stars. So you've used three stars on Bison, and you'll get one more pick for a, a tier one, okay? Uh, and if you wanted, if your opponent wanted to, it could pick four characters that were all tier one. It was really weird how the combat worked in that game. That but, is a little strange, and I'm glad they fixed it for uh, SNK and Capcom Two. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, they they definitely learned their lessons. They said screw that tier system because it's really. I mean, honestly... It was an interesting concept, though, to tr- at least try something a little different. Yeah, I mean, I, I get what they were... Tr- they were trying to do something different, separate themselves from the market and all that, but it, it just didn't work. Like, if I pick Bison and Sakura, because Sakura was in it, uh, you know, it's and you get four people. How the fuck is that fair? It's not... Uh, I hope you're really good with Bison. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Like I said, the roster was huge. It had everybody from King of Fighters, SNK, and Street Fighter. It was really awesome. Really awesome. And it was pretty as hell, too, man. I I truly believe it. I they, myself did not get to play it, but I played the sequel, and you know, the sequel is great, so I can only you know, imagine. Plus, Capcom, at this point in time, Capcom's fighting games almost never missed. Oh, yeah. they were They were on par back then, man. They were the shit. They were the king. Well, yeah, them and SNK or King of Fighters, whatever you want to call it. SNK made King of Fighters, so just say SNK. They had that shit on lock. And uh, uh, Samurai Showdown, those those, those were the shit. Um, Yeah, Samurai Showdown. Another forgotten title that's getting a new game. And an honorable mention. Yeah, love the game, but it didn't quite make the list. It is, it is another really cool game. But uh, like I said, this game was pretty as hell, man. It was rendered in the uh, in the Street Fighter Alpha style, how it was real pretty, smoothed out, bright, you know, vibrant colors. You know what I mean? Um, also, those games age pretty well too, because oh, yeah. they had those pretty sprites. So it really it, it ages just fine. You could still play it now, no problem. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the SNK guys, the King of Fighter guys, never look better. I mean, I, I wish they would do a full game like with that Street Fighter Alpha look. Oh, it was so pretty. Oh, I loved it. Uh, but there there is a uh, a Japanese version. It's SNK versus Capcom. So Capcom did Capcom versus SNK, and then they did it in the Street Fighter style, and then SNK versus Capcom. Uh, the SNK guys, the King of Fighters, uh, have the Street Fighter guys rendered in their style. So it was kind of cool. It was kind of like the the Street Fighter X Tekken. You know how they did that? How they were going to do yeah, yeah. Uh, Street Fighter in the Tekken style that never happened. But they were sadly, gonna, yeah, they were going to do it. But but it's kind of like that. Then, but they actually did this one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I never got to play SNK versus Capcom. I'd probably have to emulate it. You know, 
But, I mean, yeah, Capcom versus SNK, probably one of the better fighting games on PlayStation. So if you could find a copy, and it'll run you about 30, 40 bucks for a complete copy, or just get the disc for 10 bucks. Or hope Capcom stays on this great remaster trend and play the waiting game. I'm waiting. I'll buy the digital. Fuck it. I just might myself for that. <laughs> so your number seven here is Air Guys God Bless the Ring. <laughs> now a lot of people aren't gonna remember this game, so maybe you could fill them in. First, I'll mention that I believe I'm the only one that remembers the name. I, I think this is part of the reason this game did not get remembered well. Mm-hmm. Good luck remembering that name. I don't know what it means. I don't know why it says God bless the ring. I I don't. That was all weird stuff. But um, basically, in this game, you got to be Final Fantasy characters. Um, it wasn't just Final Fantasy characters. There's some other characters, which may have been from other things. I don't remember, because I specifically played this for the Final Fantasy guys. You wanted but to be Cloud. Could, <laughs> uh, Sephiroth. And, oh, oh, uh, Se- oh, Cloud was in it, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, but I wanted okay. to be Sephiroth. Oh, okay. But you could be Cloud, Sephiroth, I believe Tifa. Um, there was a sumo guy. And, um, you know, when you played through the game, it had uh, they were had weapon combat. Kind of like Soul Calibur, but not quite as refined. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it was a really cool little game. It, it was fun to play. They were in, uh, if I remember correctly, each one of the, the matches, you were in a wrestling ring for some reason. Hmm. But uh, it, it was fun. Sword combat, and you got to play as these Final Fantasy characters for no real reason. And the only thing I remember about the story is when you beat the game... Uh, you would get uh, cool cutscenes like Tekken. If you've ever beaten the Tekken game and you've seen the cutscenes, and kudos to anybody who can figure out half of those weird ass things. Yeah, because this had those, like the the sumo guy would eat ramen. I think I think Cloud was just a bunch of it was just him doing sword stuff. I it's been too long, but mm-hmm. the, the, it was a cool little game at the time. I it was really cool because if you liked Final Fantasy and I did. Apparently, I only played fighting games and RPGs, and this had both together. And um, there was a bonus mode, I think. I don't remember it too well, but fighting mechanics. Like I said, if if you wanted like a precursor to Soul Calibur, you had that kind of thing, and it was cool to get to see you know all these cool RPG characters throwing down at each other, just beating the crap out of each other. It was a lot of fun if you could find it. I, I doubt it's an expensive game. It wasn't very popular. Who who did the but game? It, was, I it wasn't. Say it was, was it Square I Enix? Think, I think it was Square Soft. It was before they became uh, Square Enix. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, believe I, it, I had never even heard of this game until you had brought it up uh, a bunch of bunch of years ago. I, I think we played it. I'm pretty sure I had the disc, uh, like you know, 10, 15, <laughs> whatever long it's been. I yeah. thought I picked it up for us to play, or maybe we emulated, but it's it's a cool little game. Like if you if you like that sort of uh, combat. And you want to play something a little crazy? It was fun. Mm-hmm. No, I never got to play it. I never even heard of it. I blame and the name. I blame the lack of promotion behind it because I, you know, I was in you know EB Games and you know which would become GameStop all the time, and I never heard of this game. And I had you know Electronic Gaming Monthly. I had Game Pro. You know, I had all these different magazines. I had never heard of this game. If it helps, 
I didn't. They didn't. Um, I didn't find out about it through promotion. I was in an EB Games at the time, and I saw. I, I believe it was Cloud who's on the cover, and I was like, "What is that?" Mm-hmm. And of course, me being the retard I was, is uh, I was like, "Oh, I like these guys in a fighting game." Yep, getting this, and um, yeah, it was it was fun. It was just another one of those games. It was, it was a good fighter, not not on the level of you know Capcom or SNK for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to delude you. It isn't it isn't as good as those, but it was it was a pretty solid game. And believe it or not, the cutscenes were really good. The, the the you know when you finish the game and whatnot, and it was a pretty fun put together game. Had a really good presentation. Basically, yeah. the things you would want in a fighting game. Not as tight as some of the top tier, but a, but a good second or third tier choice. Yeah, I remember uh, I was doing research for this episode, and I had to look up Air Geist, and just watching the intro, I'm like, damn, I want to play this game. Because they had a badass intro before you press start to start the game. You let the, the cutscene play. Man, that shit got you pumped. The music was badass, and the, there's a lot of action going on, and I'm just like, I really want to play this shit right now. It was really fun, and you know, anybody who, if you're listening to this and you haven't played this, it's not that expensive. At least it wasn't last time I checked. It was like fifteen, twenty bucks. If you if you like the Square Enix games or the Final Fantasy VII, and you want to play something fun that's got a little bit of like Japanese Tekken humor, treat yourself. Now it's spelled weird. We're saying Air Guys, like you would think, you know, A I R, you know, you know, something like that. No, it's E H R G I E Z. That that why <laughs> why is it why is it spelled and, like this? And then they add "God bless the ring." Yeah, it's a subtitle. You know, Tekken King of Fighters. You know what I mean? Or no, it was a no Tekken King of Iron Fist tournament. Yep. And so, here's the I mean yeah like, be glad he spelt it for you because I'm t- it, it's really weird. But if you check it out and you like retro gaming, you'll be glad you did. And if you're a big Final Fantasy mark, you'll enjoy it either way. True. So I'm going to go into my number seven, and it's... Oh, man, this game was... I You know, I never heard anybody really say they hated it, but I never heard anyone say they loved it. And that's Loaded. Now, Loaded was uh, pretty much a launch title for the most part when PlayStation first came out. And, man, this thing was gore galore is what I like to call it, man. It was just this pretty much just like you're in this mental asylum and you can choose between, I think, three characters. And one of them is a crazy looking fucking clown. And another one's like a cowboy. I want to say he's a cowboy. It's really weird. But... It's like really ultra violent. It's a top down shooter, and the soundtrack made you want to kill people. It was <laughs> In like a good way, I'm assuming. Sure, we'll say that. Sure. Now, <laughs> the the soundtrack was like if Nine Inch Nails did like six pounds of acid. Interesting. Yeah, especially when you got into the later levels. But man, I this this game was just so good, man. And it was it was simple. It wasn't complicated. It was like okay, the levels you got to find the key cards, kind of like you know Doom, kind of how you had to find the red key, the yellow key, the blue key, all that shit. This game had the same thing. 
except it was top down and you just blew motherfuckers apart. Yeah, we played the sequel. You brought the sequel over to my house and we played that. Which was uh, Reloaded, which isn't, I mean, it's good, but it's not as good as the first one. I, I mean, I have endless hours of just walking down these hallways, just blasting people. And, you know, at, at the time, you had never seen anything like that, like ultra-violent. You know, you had come from Super Nintendo or Sega or something like that, but then you get this game called Loaded, and it's just, what what is this? This is amazing. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't pretty. It was dark and dingy and, you know, kind of like most PlayStation games were. But it kind of added to the feel of it. I really think it helped with the, I want to say, it, it gave it its own attitude. Is that, is that what I want to say? I, I think that's a pretty good description. Mm. Oh, man. There's a word. I can't think of it. But, uh I mean, let's face it, most PS1 games weren't exactly the prettiest. No. <laughs> That's why the I mean, last gen, first gen. I mean, there there were some winners in there that had an artistic choice and stuff, but for the most time, PS1, you know. And maybe that's just now because I've been looking at it through 4K eyes. It's hard to go back. It's just like, ugh, really? <laughs> now you sound like a millennial. Yeah, you know what, but I've... I, I have the perspective. Yeah. At least you're not I one mean, of them. At least you're not one of those people that can't watch black and white movies or old movies. Nah. Luckily, even a, a lot of these games on this list, though, like even my favorite games, I really, really like. Yeah, some of them, they're not that pretty now. They're kind of ugly. But, yeah, I, I still enjoy them. They're still a good story, especially, you know, the Final Fantasies and, and stuff like that, the higher budget games from like Capcom Square Enix, the big budget ones. Mm-hmm. They're still good. I I have no trouble retro gaming. I'm not retarded. You know what I always find funny about that? Is that people will go back and praise how good like Super Mario Brothers three look. And then they go to like, I don't know, one of these old games and it's like, oh, it's utter shit. It's so blocky and disgusting to look at. And I'm like, but you just praised, you know, an eight bit game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how is this ugly compared to that? Well, the the one cheat is for the older, uh, like for Mario. So Mario three, not so much one and two. He was a, a little cart. It was a two D cartoon. Mm-hmm. So it's you know really easy to animate him. He was two foot tall. He's you know, a little gray blob with a mustache, basically. You know, there's not much to them as opposed to, you know, some of these other games where they're trying to do fully rendered human beings that look like we do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot more into it, and that's why, because they were so simple, they work. Like, my favorite game of all time, one of them, Donkey Kong Country, mm-hmm. has aged beautifully. Some of PS1 and 2, for that matter, not so much. It's true, and it was a lot of them. Especially... Your number six, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Now, this game does actually still look good. Yes, it it does. Um, this game... I almost wasn't going to put it on here because I, I you, you could probably get it digitally somewhere. I'm not sure. But you can't have a PlayStation Classic without it. This is still is, in my opinion, 
the definitive Castlevania. I like the new one that that's like um, Shadow of the Colossus and God of War sort of had a child. Mm-hmm. The newer ones from I think PS3 era. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, Symphony of the Night, it, it's got that side-scrolling open world. You know, just everything you like about Castlevania, it's done right and done best in this game. Overpowered yeah. ass Alucard. What's so wrong with that? Well, what I mean, so wrong with that. Well, I mean, if you, you know you would have had Alucard from Castlevania Three, you wouldn't be saying these things. <laughs> yeah, a- Alucard, uh, Alucard in Castlevania Three sucked the donkey, man. He did. He had a couple training montages when he went over to uh, you know Symphony of the Night. But uh, Symphony of the Night had great level design and uh, kind of like loaded. It had that dark dinginess to it that added to the attitude of it. You know, it gave it a, a personality. That's the word I'm looking for, player. Personality. <laughs> it gave it a personality. Yeah. And everything, know. it worked for that game, though. The the look and the music, I mean, everything for Symphony of the Night just kind of clicked. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, I mean, it, I still think it looks good. I mean, it's just, it just, the style, it just worked. Yeah. And it kind of gave, uh, you know, it wasn't like following the Belmonts, you know, and they're, you know, they're stupid asses. We're going to resurrect Dracula just to make sure he's dead. Like, he was dead. Why are you bringing him back? You know, Alucard actually wanted to kill Dracula, you know, revenge, you know, always the best motive. Right. But, I mean, you know, he wasn't resurrecting him to kill him again or some stupid shit like that. He, you know, it, it had a really good story to it. The level design was great, like I said. The music was killer. You know, even the lighting uh, was really good, even though the, that one part of the game that almost gave me a seizure. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it, Symphony of the Night does deserve to be on the PS Classic because it, it's one of those underrated gems. It It is. I mean, it's it's so hard to, to really describe it. But, you know, if you play Castlevania, you know exactly what I mean. Like, if you like any of the Castlevanias, if you were a fan, this is the best it ever was. I mean, it just everything plays stored like everything like that's you know done. Mm-hmm. I I would always give it uh, at least a top three in the Castlevania series. I would say Super Castlevania. I would say Castlevania One, and then I would say Symphony of the Night. That would that's be my a, that, yeah. I mean, that would be my personal top three Castlevania. Not not a bad top three. I I like Symphony of the Night a little bit more because it's it's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I also like the fact that for me this one was a little easier than one. One was was a little hard. It had a difficulty level, didn't it? It had like a normal and then a hard, didn't it? I I don't remember honestly. Hmm. I could have sworn it did. It's it's been a while, man. Hmm. Well, since we're talking about difficulty. We might as well go to my number six, Vandal Hearts. Nobody remembers Vandal Hearts, and it breaks my heart. Not even I. I never heard of it until you mentioned it. I've never played it. Well, I mean, it was... Okay, you remember uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, right? How great that was, how it was a strategic RPG? 
Yes. Think of Vandal Hearts as the father of Final Fantasy Tactics because it was the it was a tactical RPG, and you know it was it had a really really good story. It had elements of time travel, and you know you know how most RPGs have that you know medieval you know look you know magic and wizards and all that crazy shit. You know most of them had it. Thank you, Final Fantasy. Um, still have it. It's still pretty common. But what sets this one apart was, like, you really felt for these for these characters by the end of the game. Like, you're you're going on this long ass journey with these people, and you just kind of grow attached to them. So it's like, you know, spoiler alert: when Ash betrays you, you know, um, you're like heartbroken. You're like, why? You know, it's kind of like your brother just stabbed you in the back. You know. Um, but I mean, no one ever remembers Vandal Hearts. You know, I mean, it, it had a high difficulty that I can remember, uh, especially if the enemies had uh, long range characters and you didn't have because you kind of had to stay in a group to survive. Oh, oh, oh. And if your main character died, you got to restart. How fucked up is that? Ooh, <laughs> it's kind of like keep him alive or restart. Yeah. So, so sounds you, a little bit like Fire Emblem. Yeah, I mean, it took elements. Um, I forget who made this. I want to say it was Konami that made this. I want to say it. Um, and I think it had a mature rating, funny enough. It had the big M on it. Hmm. Well, I mean, that could have been from the blood spurts. You know, it had like that Tarantino style when you would kill a motherfucker. The blood would just start squirting out like... Psh, psh, psh. <laughs> I mean, Which is awesome. Yeah, I mean that in RPGs, especially the the 2D animations, you didn't have that shit back then. You know, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy, they would blink and go off the screen, or or Pokemon, they would just faint. Whatever. This thing, blood everywhere. It was awesome, but it was it was your basic RPG, you know, but a really really good story, in depth story, long fucking game, um, but. It kind of set itself apart from other RPGs, at least to me, because, you know, yes, it's turn-based, but it's the tactical where, you know, you got the little squares, you know, on the ground, and you can only move a certain amount of spaces each turn. So, you know, but in, like, Final Fantasy, it would just be back and forth. There's no spaces or anything like that. You're not moving around. or. But I, I thought it added a little bit more of a difficulty to the game, which kind of gave it more replayability in a way to me, you know, it kind of kept me going. Like I want to know what's going to happen next. So I'm going to keep playing. Cause this story is so good. I'm going to keep getting my ass kicked just so I can see what happens next. So Vandal hearts, I, I know you never played it and you don't have a lot to say on it, but it, it's, it's, it deserves to be on that PS classic it, introduce a new generation to tactical RPGs. Cause they're dead pretty much. Right. When's the last time you uh, saw it? When's the last time you saw a tactical RPG? Whenever they release a new, uh, there's two series, uh, Fire Emblem, and uh, there's one called uh, uh, starts with a P. I can't think of the name, but there there's another one. It's got a really weird name. They're on like six or seven, but uh, other than those two, and basically Fire Emblem is the big one. There's no really other one. Yeah, uh, Vandal Hearts did actually get a sequel. I guess it sold enough copies that they're like, hey, let's do a sequel. 
I never got to play the sequel. Uh, it was a very limited release, so I never got my hands on a copy. Honestly, I didn't even know it was out. When wow. it when it oh. came out, yeah, there was like no publicity for this. It didn't show up, just like the other games that I had mentioned. It didn't show up in EGM or Game Pro or anything like that. It's just like, hey, Band of the Hearts Two is out in the world. Good luck hey, getting some, one. Some of these games fell through the cracks. Also, the the other game I was thinking of was Decidia. Ah, Decidia yeah. and and Fire Emblem. Are it that's it. If you want to that kind of the strategy RPGs, that's your only option. So. And, Adding um, a new one is not a bad thing because I I love Fire Emblem. The the um, Fire Emblem characters, the designs of them were done by Akira Toriyama, right? I believe so. I know the Dragon Quest Eight ones were. I, I got into Fire Emblem a little late, so no, I don't, no, I don't know. no, it's not Fire Emblem. Yeah, you're right. It's Dragon Quest. I get them mixed up all the time. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the Dragon Quest Eight. Very obvious he did it. Like you can look at the box and you know right away who did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always get them mixed up for some odd reason. They're not even close to the same thing. No, they're both great, but no, they don't. They don't play the same. Well, <clears throat> speaking of great, I mean, your number five is pure greatness. I own a copy, thanks to you. You're the best buddy ever, uh, and that's Zeno Gears. Another great one. As as I was doing with this list, I, I think I told you uh, separately, when I was going through the list of games I would put on a PlayStation Classic and PlayStation games that I really enjoyed, I come to realize that I pretty much only played fighting games and RPGs. And uh, this one just... It would go on to be uh, Xeno's Saga, I think, was a spiritual successor, but this game mm-hmm. itself was just a really, really, really cool game. Just another one that I, I don't know why they never released it. It was easily as good as any of the like Final Fantasies and stuff like that. Um, yeah, great, great little game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, an underrated RPG. Which is, you know, if you ask anybody that plays RPGs like religiously, you know, they will mention Xenogears. because Xenogears, it's it's a long game. It's two disc long, and it's just it's crammed full of so much story. And it's just really good, man. And plus, I love mechs. I got a thing for mechs. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Xenogears, terrific choice for your number five, man. That's it. it you know, I, I can't say enough. I can't. It's one of those ones that, like, you, you just got to play. If you if you like JRPGs and you like mechs, mm-hmm. because I am a sucker for mechs. We um, all are. Yeah, I, I I like to believe everybody. So I like to believe people around our age group. They just programmed us it with Voltron and Power Rangers and Gundam Wing. It was mm-hmm. mech party. But you know, like I said, if you enjoy the Final Fantasy style game, that like really good RPGs with good stories, and you like mechs, it, it was a it was a very long. It was a slow drawing story too. It wasn't like. Uh, you know how kind of things in Final Fantasy they'll happen back to back to back. This is like a long, drawn out story, and yeah, this was definitely more of a slower burn kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I love Zeno Gears. Uh, That's a good one. <laughs> Wish I'd have put it on my list now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, I mean, I 
it was really good. I, I wish I could say more for the gameplay aspect, but I haven't played. I remember it played like a like a just a good RPG. Nothing that really stood out about the mechanics. They were good. They were you know really good and fine. They but were the they were really, really uh, smoothed out graphics too. It looked really good, and they used uh, like realistic backgrounds. Just just put it this way: if you're doing retro gaming and you like RPGs, you got another one to treat yourself to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Xenogears is definitely top tier, and probably on anybody that plays RPGs, top five man, easy. Although it'll it'll set you back about about. Forty bucks at at least. I don't know if it's ever went down, but yeah, it's it's a little pricey, but it's good. Uh, do you remember the movie Grandma's Boy? Yeah. Okay. In uh in the one guy's room, the nerdy guy, uh Nick, uh his real name is Nick. Uh, can't think of it. The one with the Tomb Raider doll, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, in his room, the guy with the car bed, <laughs> and. On the wall behind his bed is a Xenogears poster. I never noticed it until maybe maybe two months ago, the last time I watched it, and it was there. And I'm like, oh, Xenogears! That's awesome. Yeah, I never noticed it. But, yeah, it's there. And I think it's your turn now, sir. It is. It is. You would like my number five, wouldn't you? I would. Now that we're halfway broken down through this thing. My number five is one of the best fighting games to ever come off of the PlayStation, Bloody Roar. Not a bad choice. This I actually did play. Are you sure you didn't get it confused with the second one? Because a lot of people Uh, don't remember the first one. They always remember the second one. Uh, I actually had, uh, I played this one, and I played the second one. I wouldn't say I really became a fan until Part 3. Really? Part 3? I mean, they were all good, but 3 was the pretty one. Hmm. Well, I mean, it it was different than any other fighting game. Yeah, it kind of played like Tekken, but, you know, you could do like, you know, you could do super moves in your human form, but if you built up that meter, then you could go into, like, animal mode. You know, you could transform into a mole or a wolf. Or well, I don't even know why they put a mole in there, but the mole man, you know, he was in it. The wolf because was otherwise awesome. Everybody would be like wolves and tigers. You, you run out of cool animals pretty quick. Yeah, but the mole is lethal, dude. He he can do a combo where you never hit the ground. It's crazy. Go go YouTube it. It's on there. The weird thing is, by Bloody Roar two and three, from what I remember, I mean this this series, it was a franchise. It was up there with like you know. Tekken or, or Street Fighter, it's kind of weird that they just that the franchise died. I don't know if three didn't do that well, but I, I remember. I mean, it, this was one of the ones. It was actually talked about. Like a good amount of people played this game. It's so weird that now, other than when me and you talk, nobody brings up this franchise because it was cool. Mm-hmm. It had it was, a cool concept, and it, it was like you know Tekken, but you could you could transform into animals and, and kick ass and. All that fun stuff, but nobody talks about it, and I don't know why. Because, you know, back in the day, it was right there with any other, uh, you know, with, with the Tekkens and the Street Fighters. It wasn't like it was a nothing thing. Well, well, that's because it's overshadowed by Tekken and Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and all that. Could be. I mean, kind of like, you know, Street Fighter and Tekken are the big Hollywood movies, while Bloody Roar was kind of direct-to-DVD kind of thing. Yeah. But damn fun. Yeah, I, I loved it, man. 
like you could really mix up your combos too. Like, you know, you can start out doing a combo and then in mid combo, you could hit the transform button and then become the animal like right in the middle of a combo. And then that would lead into a whole new set of combos. Like it was, there were so many different ways you could use your characters in those games that you couldn't do in Tekken and Street Fighter. And I just thought that was just really cool. Plus the transformations for at the time looked great. Oh yeah. They were, they were definitely very cool. And there was, uh, there was blood in the game, you know? That's right. It wasn't him. What wasn't it? I, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. It's, it's got blood. It's got a lot of fun. It was, but, uh, I think they, they really refined it with part two, uh, especially the fighting mechanics. But the first bloody roar is like kind of burned into my memory as being the better of the two, I guess, because it had uh, more characters that I liked in the first one. Why do you, why do you think I like three? It, it's nothing against one and two. Mm-hmm. One and two I borrowed. Uh, I had a friend that had those. Three I actually owned. I I didn't own one and two. That's part uh, of the reason. I owned one. Friend. I owned one and two. I never owned part three. I was just <laughs> I, I had to, I had to think about it for a second. Like, did I own part three? No, I did not own part three. Always on opposites. <laughs> We're so alike yet so different. Same, same, but different. That must be the model of a show. <laughs> <laughs> Just rename the show, same, same, but different. Yeah. You think, it, off the top. You, think it ha- you think it has the same ring as Gorilla Brain? That's too late now. We're already Gorilla Brain. We're world famous for this. It's, we're yeah. too old to restart a new brand. If this brand fails, we're coming back as same, same, but different. No, they're going to they're gonna eat this shit up. Side project, same, same, but different. Well, we do the exact same thing now, but we'll do it slightly different. So, speaking of same, same, but different, kind of weird how that transitioned into this. Your number four is X-Men Children of the Atom slash Street Fighter versus Tekken. X-Men versus Street Fighter! You couldn't decide. Not versus Tekken, versus X-Men. Ah, yeah, shit. Versus X-Men. So, I'm going to have to force you to pick on this one. You can give the goods. I, you can give the goods and the bads about each if you want. But in the, the end, before we go the to the reason, next one, I want to know which one I got, is going. I on. got a good reason why these are tied. Okay. The reason, the part of the reason these are tied is if you've ever played any of these leading up to what would eventually be uh, Marvel versus Capcom one, mm-hmm. it was basically the same engine. Like yeah. very much, they, they used the same character animations, the same finish, the same fighting moves, <clears throat> the same, you know. Pretty much everything, like literally Marvel versus Capcom one took Children of the Atom and they took Street Fighter versus X Men and pretty much smashed them together with a few other Capcom characters. And that's how you got Marvel versus Capcom one. I mean, this was basically them slowly building them together. Look, go back and watch any footage of these two games. The moves are the same. The characters are the same. The looks the same. Like it's so much the same. So it's really hard to say which one's better because it's literally like, well, this game had these characters, and this game had this character, but they played the same. So why you know not just I mean? pick Marvel versus Capcom? Because it's it's Marvel vs. Capcom <clears throat> one. I it's already it's out there. You can play Marvel vs. Capcom two, which is the problem. It's on pretty much every system ever. And I wanted to put something that you that you couldn't get. You know, you can play Marvel vs. Capcom on uh, Part 2 or 3 or what's the newest one? Infinite. 
mm-hmm. there is a version of it. But the fun, like, Street Fighter, you know, that one and Children of the Atom, you can't get those. They don't, they never put them back out. They're not in a collection. You know, there's no sequel to either one of these games except for maybe Volvo versus Capcom. But uh, I thought it was cool to see the more basic version to see where they started to get, to get that old feel. Mm-hmm. And they were just really cool. And I liked the characters. I liked Psylocke. I liked, uh, was it Sabretooth? Silver Samurai was in one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, one of the intros, they do this like goofy little dance thing. It, it was just, I don't know. It's just a really good game. And I owned all these. Maybe it's just the nostalgia, but I couldn't pick. It's, these two games was kind of like picking between Pokemon, like blue and red. Like, it's pretty much the same game, just one has these guys, and one has these guys. Same, same, but different. Exactly. Can't wait to start that podcast. And, you know, if if you've ever played these games, you know what I mean. They're both really good, and they're both so similar, you know, as in terms of mechanics. It's just really the roster and the story. It's a fighting game from, you know. Well, I mean, all they really did was copy sprites. I mean, that's all they really did. They just exactly. copied and pasted it, put a new label on it, added new backgrounds and music, and called it a day. Pretty much. And, I mean, it was fine for me. I liked both of these. And either one of these games, I, I really would love to see on, on a classic. I'd love to see them. Brought back. I'd like to get to play them again. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, Capcom has, has done Devil May Cry. They've done Resident Evil. They've done a Street Fighter collection. I would really love to get a X-Men Street Fighter, Children of the Atom, Marvel vs. Capcom 1 and 2. Oh, I would love know, to get all, all of those Capcom, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom and, you know, Street Fighter and, you know, all that. Get them all under one, like, big anthology, you know? Exactly. That'd be I, really I, cool. I, throw in, you know, Darkstalkers. Throw in, you know, all these old, really good Capcom fighting games that are all, like, stupid expensive. I mean, if you're a fan of any of these, to collect them, unless you get lucky, some of them are kind of pricey, and I just want to play them again. You know, I just like to own them again. I, I have really fond memories of them. I really enjoy them. Yeah, so I, to have either of these would be, you know, amazing. Yeah, I remember playing Children of the Atom, and uh, I could be one of my favorite villains. Omega Red was in Children of the Atom, and you could also be Colossus, and I thought that was just really cool. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, I re- I mean, that's all I really remember from Children of the Atom was being Omega Red. You could be a Sentinel, too, if I remember right. You could be Sentinel. Most likely right, because he's in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. So, uh, which is just another sprite copy and paste. I mean, hey, you know what? But it worked, and you made the best games that way. Sometimes I right. wish they would do the the same thing now. I just, I would just love, I love these collections. And if I had a collection, if they put out right now, if I found out a PS4 Capcom fighting collection, and I had you know Darkstalkers and Marvel vs. Capcom mm-hmm. and Children of the Atom. I would I'd be the day one for that. I would love to play some of these games again. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Capcom, they 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 look good. They all had that good like cartoony '90s X Men look. They still look just fine. Mm-hmm. It's them 2D sprites, man. They're just it's something about that 2D look that just makes fighters just that much better. I mean. Uh, up until the latest uh, King of Fighters, um, they were still using that that 2D animation. Samurai Showdown was the same way. I mean, it it works for some games. I mean, other games, you know, Street Fighter eventually evolved into the whole 3D thing when they started doing the EX games. Oh God, don't even get me started on those. 
Um, Although the X3 was fine. I like the X3. Mm. The PS2, like, launch one. Story-wise, it was a little weak, but it, it was fine. I, I liked it. It worked. It's just... I it, Street Fighter... It's not the better, but it wasn't a bad game. That's all I'm saying. It just it wasn't bad. Until Street Fighter 4, I did not ever believe that Street Fighter needed to be 3D. Because EX ruined that shit for me real quick. <laughs> EX3 was good, but... It was also the only Street Fighter you really had for a minute on on PS2. Unless you bought the, uh, they had an anthology for Street Fighter on PS2. Yeah, but that was, that was later. Well, yeah. Because yeah. remember, EX3 was a like a launch title. But we're we're getting off topic. Yeah. Um. But Street Fighter versus X Men, I'd love to play it again. Uh, the last time I played it was actually on an arcade machine. Uh, that was also the last time I played it. I don't when, know where when, when uh, movies ten was movies ten. Oh God! Yeah, so it's they, been a minute. It's been a while. Yeah, but uh, they had a machine there, and I played the shit out of it. I think I was like twenty minutes late for my movie, by the way, because I was still <laughs> so wrapped up in that. I didn't really give a shit, but um, yeah, I mean that's the last time I played it. Yeah, I mean, you know, for these games, I wish I could say more, but I, I don't know what else to say other than I really like Marvel, really like Capcom, and they were both really solid fighters. Like, you know, what what more do you need? I think I need a side-scroller, and I think I need the best side-scroller that they ever made for any system ever, and that would be Metal Slug X. Oh, Metal Slug. It's so much fun. It's so cheesy, but it's action-packed. It's nonstop. I mean, it's, I it's balls to the wall. I love Metal Slug. Metal Slug is like the spiritual successor of Contra, I feel. It was the superior to Contra. Ain't no successor. It no, it's so much fun. That's why I say successor. It's so, it's so goddamn over the top. I mean, it was more fun than Contra 2. Uh, they definitely made it. It definitely had that really fun style. Mm-hmm. And but it just, that's what it always reminded me. It reminded me of like somebody took Contra and was like, okay, we'll make it not as punishingly hard and just pump up the fun a little bit. And it had a great soundtrack to help with your, you know, your killing uh, needs. Yeah, it, it's that uh, that game. Metal Slug, uh, I don't remember 10 as well. It, or it's X, not right? 10. It's not 10. It's just, you know, the fucking Millennium, you yeah. know, X, whatever. But I, The Metal Slug series just in general mm-hmm. is fun. Yeah, you get a friend, fucking yeah. go to town. It, arcade arcade a, style shooter, man. It's just a lot of fun. And and the, uh, the 2D animation helps. Uh, I think if that game ever went 3D, I think I'd be, it'd be dead to me. But the, it wouldn't uh, be metals. It, that game, that game would just not work 3D because it would just be like it. It just wouldn't be the same. The, this whole, the whole spirit of it wouldn't be there. Yeah, but overall, Metal Slug deserves. It, it has an anthology. Uh, I think it's on the fucking Wii. Is it on the Wii? I want to say uh, it's Wii PS2, and I believe you can get it digitally on PS3, maybe four. Not a hundred percent. But I, I think it should be on the on the uh, classic because I owned it 
and I had a ball. Um, I don't even remember what happened to it. I think somebody might have stole it or I lent it to somebody or I, I don't remember what happened to my copy. I know I did not sell it because there's no fucking way I was going to do that because that game is incredible. Your number three is Need for Speed 3 Hot Pursuit. Again, you know, is that it's that fun thing. Now there was a racing mechanic to this game, a it, racing mode thing. Sure, but there might have been. It. Yeah, no, we, no, we played. You know, let the cops chase you. That I I can't even tell you what exactly is fun about that. I I don't know the reverse chase thing. It is just a freaking blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that man, Hot Pursuit. It was just fun. It was probably the. F- funnest racing game on PS2 that I can think of. Um, you know, obviously there was your Gran Turismo, which was like racing perfection simulator. And, you know, great as that game was. Uh, but this one was just fun. It, it had that fun soundtrack and that fun, you know, cops and robbers thing. It was, it was another fun. And I think it had a two-player mode, didn't it? Was this the one where you could... um you could verse a friend like the friend could be the cop. Was it this one? I'm pretty sure it was. Because yeah, I know I that they made another one later, but I didn't. I, I don't remember like that. But this was just a lot of fun. Yeah, the the cops actually had an AI. Like, they were actually smart. In the first two Need for Speeds, man, you could blow past the cops and they would never catch your ass. It, it was a rare. You'd really have to fuck up to get caught by the police in Need for Speed 1 and 2. But 3... Like okay, um, what was the one? What was the one that people complained about? That was uh, that was one of the newer ones. That one, I think it was like the the first one on like PS3 or 360, whatever it was. They they brought the series back and the game, or it might even be in regular Xbox, but the game was broken because yeah. if you got too far ahead, it would automatically. I think it was called Hot Pursuit. I think they they redid the game. Ugh. They kept the name, and it was just not right because it was broken. Yeah, but the AI was smart in this one. It would take shortcuts and everything. Like, it would go, like, off map, and it would not catch up to you entirely. Not like the the broken Need for Speed game on uh, PS3 and 360. But it was a little bit more of a challenge, and I I can appreciate that. Because, you know, you're playing Need for Speed. You know, you're getting chased by the cops. You know, you want to have a little bit of a thrill. And this game gave it to you. If you could easily outrun them, I think the game would have been boring. It just—it was just that kind of game. Like that was the whole, you know, the the pursuit, the chase, right? The outrunning them. If you just did it easily, you would get bored because you would just be driving a a course. <laughs> it would, right? It wouldn't be the same. In that case, Ridge Racer would have made the list. You know what I mean? Though I did like the later ones of those, but unrelated. Yeah. But uh, Hot Pursuit, man, uh, I remember, I think it was the only one that had the Lamborghini Diablo in it, right? Uh, I, I don't think they ever brought that car back. It was either the only one or the first one. Uh, I don't remember enough, because remember, the Need for Speed, unfortunately, would go on to be a very up-and-down thing. It would hit its peak with Underground 1 and 2 and then get kind of weird, and they made a lot of them for a minute. Mm-hmm. But this was back when um, it was just a fun game, and it you know it looked good for its time. I can't say now, and you know it probably doesn't by today's standard, obviously. But for the time, it it looked good. You know the car models looked good, and the tracks looked fun. And 
Yeah, I mean, it's not really a whole lot you can say about the game because there really wasn't much to it, to, technically. You picked one of your cool cars. You got to, you know, race your ass off. They chased you and their cop Lamborghinis and helicopters. <laughs> and um, it, it was just fun. It, it was just, I just had a lot of good memories of this one. It, it was just a fun, it was just a fun game. You would just put it in, you have some fun for like an hour or two, and then you go back to playing your 40-hour JRPG. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it being a hell of a lot of fun. I mean, it could be tough, like you said, but I don't know. It, it, just, it was one yeah, of the. Yeah, but it gave, like I said, it, it gave it you was, that thrill. You know, it gave you that little tingling in your balls. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a fun but challenging game, but because of what it is, it almost had to be. It, it was just definitely fun, and I, I think it'd be good for this collection that you know have a racing game to really you know put a little variety in there. Mm-hmm. So, and it's the only one on my list that isn't an RPG or fighting game. So, there you go. That's how good it is. Well, since we're on the topic of being good, man, I'm going to go right to my number three, and that is Capcom's RPG. One of the, might have been the only one they ever did, was uh, the Breath of Fire series, Breath of Fire 3. Now, this, did, did you ever Ray. did you ever play Breath of Fire three? I did not play any of the Breath of Fire series. I saw them advertised a lot in the uh, I think it was IGN. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what gaming magazine I used to collect. Um, whatever one was after I dropped Nintendo Power and moved on to PlayStation. So whatever that magazine was, it might have even been PlayStation. I don't remember. No, uh, they advertised it a lot, but I never got to play it. Now, Breath of Fire, a lot of people will remember the fourth one uh, from the PS1 as being the better one. But to me, it was, it's always going to be Breath of Fire 3 because this is still the, the 2D animation like most you know RPGs are. Um, but what's awesome about it is, is that you know it's part three, but you didn't need to play one and two to understand the story what's going on. It's the same universe. We're going to go with that same, same, but different shit. It's the same universe, but it's a different story being told. Kind of like Final Fantasy started doing uh, a little later down the line. But yeah, they, like I was saying, the, 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 uh, the 2D graphics, uh, they're just smoothed over and just beautiful to look at. Uh, the story, man, like, like we said about Xenogears, how it's a long, drawn out story. This is the exact same thing just so many good things that you can say about this game and it's so underrated you know most people when they when they talk about rpgs on the playstation they go right to final fantasy 7 right but there are games that are better than final fantasy 7 especially rpgs uh xenogears is better than final fantasy 7 fucking crucify me don't care breath of fire 3 is better than final fantasy 7 better story better story Better characters, better look, better world, better mythology. The end. <laughs> I have never played it, so I can't contest. I actually liked Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. but I would never say it is the end-all, be-all of all RPGs. I really like the game, and it's good and all, but I, I would probably say I like Xeno, uh, Xenogears more. But I really like mechs, so maybe I'm just biased. Right. 
But Breath of Fire, you know, like I said, like most RPGs, you know, wizards, time travel, all that fun shit. It's all here. Um, but what's really cool is that you're born of a dragon race. You're, you're, you were a dragon that became a human. So hmm. it's, so it's kind of like, um, fairy tale, the anime. Well, he's yeah. not, he, he wasn't a dragon, but you know, he has like that dragon in him or whatever it is, the dragon power. He, he was raised by a dragon and he has dragon slayer magic, which gave him the fire, which he learned from a dragon. Right, right. But, um, well, I love that show. My guy was actually a dragon that became a human. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that sounds, it sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah. I mean, I would play, and I do remember they advertised the hell out of it. Oh, it was Never so good. Never one or two, but I saw three and, I saw advertisements for three and four a lot, and, it was just another one of those ones that just for me fell in the cracks. There's no real reason I never played it. It's nothing, you know, it wasn't like I didn't want to or anything like that. I, I just never got to it. It just, it just played out that way. Well, there were so many RPGs, especially on PlayStation. You know, it was an, it was an overflooded market. So a lot of them were bound to get, you know, fall through the cracks, but it sucks that you never got to play this one because I think that you would really like it, especially the story that's being told. Uh, it's kind of hard to kind of tell you what's going on. Like I already told you that he was born a fucking dragon. Fortunately, that's almost the intro. So it's, there's no spoiler, but if you go beyond that, I'm going to start going into spoiler territory and I'm not trying to do that. I, uh, you know what, if, if they remaster this, cause I know that's Capcom's thing. I play it. Oh, breath of fire. is so, so good. It's so pretty to look at. I, so many good things I can say about that. I love Breath of Fire 3. And, and 4 is not bad. Don't get me wrong. It's just they went... <sighs> Breath of Fire 4, the look of it. I, I'm not... I played it, but I can't really... It, it didn't stick in my mind. Like like Breath of Fire 3, the story and the characters, they stick in my mind. 4 just, just kind of... Uh, yeah, well, they went, they went the Final Fantasy route. You know, 7 was such a hit. They're like, oh, shit, let's go 3D. And they shouldn't have done that. And it, it's just easy to look at to me because I look at Breath of Fire 3 and I'm like, ooh, this this is so good, so pretty to look at. And then you look at part four and you're like, Ugh. I'm sure the story's great. I'm sure the characters are awesome, whatever, but three for life, man. Hey, man, that's what this list about. What you would choose. And it, if that's your favorite, so be it. And it was so weird because Capcom, they did, you know, they, this was their this was their pitch into the uh, the RPG market because they didn't do RPGs, but they're like, oh, everybody else is doing it. Fuck it. Let's throw one out. Uh, I mean, the Breath of Fire series was their only, uh, that I can think of, their only RPG that they ever did. Uh, if they made any others, I don't know about it. I don't, I don't think they did. I think Breath of Fire was their only, uh, this was their only adventure into it. So at least, hey, at least they did it right. Shit, right? We should all be so lucky. Mm-hmm. So you want to stick with the RPGs because your number two is in fact an RPG. Oh, it's yeah, Chrono, I... it's Chrono Trigger. Yeah, yeah, had to add it. 
it, it really does deserve to be on here, dude, because visually it's one of the prettiest damn games ever made. Story wise, yeah. story wise, it's incredible. Incredible. It's, it's really good. And on PlayStation One, you have options. You can buy Chrono Trigger by itself, or you can have it as a, uh, I think it was called Origins, or not Origins, but it's it's in a collection with Final Fantasy 4, I think it is, or 6. One of the two, because they made a whole bunch of Final Fantasy uh, Square Enix things. You could have Final Fantasy 1 and 2 was in a set. Mm-hmm. Four and five was in a set, and six in Chrono Trigger. I think it was. I think that was the order. I think I, could I, rem- be wrong. I think I remember you getting those sets. Yeah, I owned all of them. Okay. <laughs> Chrono Trigger so good that I had the original Chrono Trigger. I beat it and sold it because, sadly, back in PS One era, you know, I was younger and I was like, well, I beat it and I traded in because it gets yeah. traded that I would get a next on, RPG. On to the next game. Yeah, on to the next, especially RPGs. You know, they were so long, so my brain was just like, well, done, I'll move on to the next one. And I bought that game, sold it, I initially bought the collection that we were just talking about, so I had it again, mm-hmm. and then I would later pick it up for the DS, because they released it for the original DS, I believe. Maybe the 3DS, but I think it was just DS. Uh, I think they also re-released it on the PSP, or maybe it was the PS Vita, one or the other. I think they did actually re-release it again. But uh, it was really good, and for it might be on the PlayStation Store. I don't remember seeing it, which is why I added it. It's just another really, really good RPG, you know. And it's hard to say a lot about these things because, you know, basically, if you if you like turn-based RPGs of the PlayStation 1 era, Love it looked really good. It had a good story. It played really good. Like, I, I can't really say too much it, it had it, it, it had it had its own like visual style man like there was no other you know rpg out there like chrono trigger like the way it looked yeah it it, it was it was good it, it kind of did what like um like what heart of darkness did you know how it looked really smoothed over really good like like really detailed like, for, like really well really detailed for a playstation game you know, because, you know, you were so used to the blockiness of it all. But then you look at some of these backgrounds and, you know, some of the foreground stuff, and you're just like, wow, this game is fucking pretty. It, it could be mistaken. And some parts of this game could be mistaken for a PS3 game. And I'm not even kidding about that. Well, that was, uh, I think that was always Square, Square or Squaresoft, Square Enix, because I believe that they made it. They were always pretty good at that. Uh, even in uh, Final Fantasy VII, just an example, most of the game is blocky, but the cutscenes were always so damn gorgeous. They they know how to make a good cutscene. Some yeah. things, yeah, that's have never that's, that's how Square Enix got me with Final Fantasy VIII. The game trailer was all cutscenes, and then you get into the actual game, and you're like, God, this is ugly as fuck. <laughs> I did like playing the game though. Yeah, I, I like the game. game. I, I like the whole gun sword thing for Final Fantasy VIII. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and graphically it was, you know, the cutscenes were gorgeous, but yeah, the gameplay was a little rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, getting on the uh, Chrono Trigger. And I hope they get the smoothed over uh, HD remix too. That'd be pretty sweet. I, I'd really like to see that. Just a, mm-hmm. just a good smoothed over treatment. Yep. But a game that did not need any smoothing over 
was one of my favorite fighting games of all time. My number two, Darkstalkers The Night Warriors. Do you remember playing Darkstalkers? Uh... I played the characters in crossover games. I never got to get a Darkstalkers okay. game. So, so you basically played Morgan, uh, Felicia, Anarchus in, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2? Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, uh, they were in another game, which I believe was called Fighting Evolution or Fighters Mix-Up or something. I, I can't remember the... It was like a, it was one of the Capcom's mashing fighters together, and it was in another one. Mm-hmm. So I have played those characters in other games, and I liked what I played. And just like I've said a couple times in this list, it's just Capcom, man. Yeah. Sure, with Street Fighter Five, they lost their way, which I mean, the, the what the the game is now is pretty solid, but uh, yeah, they've. They've just always been good at fighting games. They they know, and, and even five when when it was crappy and missing its features gameplay wise, it's always good. Capcom have always known how to make a good fighter. It's true. Yeah. And, and with this one, they wanted to make initially they wanted to uh, make a universal movie, uh, universal monster game. So they wanted you know Wolfman, Dracula, creature from the Black Lagoon, you know shit like that. But Universal, they shut that idea down real quick. They they just shut that shit down. So Which is why they went with knockoffs? That's why they went with knockoffs. Exactly. With so it's not the monster, it's Victor. You know what I mean? But it, it it's still fucking, you know, Frankenstein's monster. You can tell. But, uh, dude, but Wolfman is is uh Felicia. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, except it's a cat. But you know, I you get it. But this game, man. It was in the arcade. Do you remember it ever being in the arcade? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Okay, because that's where I played it the first time, and I'm just like, what is this? Because it's like a, you know, a dark, you know, gothic-y theme, you know, almost like Halloween Town type game. Uh, and it, there was nothing out there that was like it. I mean, yeah, you had your Samurai Showdowns and your King of Fighters and, you know, Street Fighters and all that, but nothing looked like this. You know? No, they really didn't. It like even King of King of Fighters and, and Street Fighter basically look like um just just typical fighters. You have like, you know, guys in geese, guys in alphas, but the these all look like monsters and creatures and, and, and were actually had good designs for them. Knockoffs as they may be, they were still really well designed characters. Yeah. And they really stood out. Yeah, and you know, every character had like their own uh like their own personality, like, like I was always drawn to to Victor, because you know Frankenstein's monster, you know Universal monsters, you know me. Um, so I would play as Victor a lot, uh, but you know they all had their own cool quirks about them. You know, it wasn't just you know before the whole Evo thing and the that I, I honestly think that competitive gaming ruined the fighter in a way. I'm not going to place all blame on, you know, competitive gaming. It it definitely hurt. I mean, I get because the nature of fighting games, it made sense that it went in that direction. But just like a lot of these other games, once they get played at a pro level and then, you know, a lot of the start, games start Then they get, start tweaking it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, they they start making these games for those people, and right. for us average players, it's just it really hurts a little bit. Right. So basically, how Darkstalkers played was it played like any other Capcom fighter or any other fighter for that matter, you know, Street Fighter style, but in a different way. Um, it actually had air combos, which was really cool, air throws, and to top it off, and we're sticking in the air here, air blocking. What other fighter out there had air blocking at the time? Uh, not that I can think of. Exactly. Capcom was really trying something different with this one. You know what it was? Hmm? It played like a Street Fighter, but the moves worked like a King of Fighter. It was like a hybrid. Yeah, I mean, I'll go with that, yeah. Um, Darkstalkers is, to me, one of the best games ever, period. I mean, it's easy top 15 for me. Easy. No doubt about it. Uh, I still enjoy playing it. Um, and, and it was kind of like, um, it had three modes, uh, when you would go into the, into the fight. It would have, uh, different speeds. So if you wanted a faster gameplay, you can go up to speed three. Kind of like, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom had the turbo thing. Yeah. Or, or, you know, you could play it at a one and that's a normal pace and whatnot. Um, and that was really cool. No other fighter at the time had that. You know, they did a lot of, they were trying new things with Darkstalkers and a lot of it worked and they kept it for the sequels, which I thought was really cool. Um, it was successful enough when it got ported to PlayStation to get sequels. Um, a lot of people don't even know that, that, that the, uh, Darkstalkers had sequels, but it did. Uh, it had one on the Sega Saturn and only on the Sega Saturn. Fuck you, Sega. Um, and I believe it even got a PSP one later down the line. But, uh, yeah, Darkstalkers. It had, oh yeah, uh, also it had, uh, comics. It had comics, uh, comics, and it also got an anime movie. Believe that shit. So, and for, they, they brought it back for a digital, um, it got a digital only game fairly recent, I think. Was like, that the, was, was that it, the one in Japan? Uh, maybe it was like I think it was either end of PS3 or PS4. It was like a couple of years ago, but they did make a digital one. It was PS3 and, and uh, 360. Was it? I knew. I know it's been a minute. I always hoped that it would do good enough to to get a physical release because I, I think something new like that mm-hmm. that, that would be a good transition. I, I'd like to see a, a modern Darkstalkers. I would love to see Darkstalkers come back. Man, it's just, it's different than anything out there, than any other fighter, you know, out there. Why wouldn't they bring it back? I mean, the characters are still obviously successful, considering that uh, in Marvel vs. Capcom, you know, maybe not infinite as much, but um, in, you know, two and one, you know, you had those characters from Darkstalkers, you know, and they were in uh, a couple of them, uh, uh Morgan especially. Morgan's like the poster child for Darkstalkers. Um, mm-hmm. And she was in... Uh, she's a. There's the reason she's the, the poster child. If you if you know what she looks like, you, you see uh, that. Oh, no, no. No, all the women in that game are busty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's that, just a little bit more revealing. She's not in a cat suit. Or, or yeah. a, you know, cat fur or whatever the hell it is. That's because she was basically like the Elvira of the monster group. Yeah, I still got a thing for for Elvira. Just so you know. <laughs> just, just so everybody knows I have a thing for Elvira. Elvira, if you're listening, I love you. Um, 
But yeah, Darkstalkers, the new uh, the Night Warriors classic deserves to be on the PS1 classic. Underrated gem. Uh, kind of a trendsetter in a way. A lot of games copied what it did, you know, but not as good, not as pretty, not as. Fun. I used to follow the guy from um, I can't think of his name now, but I used to follow the guy that made uh, Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, even he, he's come out several times saying that he would love to bring the franchise back. He really likes it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess you know the Capcom has the the heads up, or you know they put all their money into the the Street Fighter one, and maybe because of that, for whatever reason they they won't do it. But he himself even really would love to do another Darkstalker. So maybe people should just find his name and blow him up, make it happen. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at the list now. We're down to your number one and my number one. The fighting, the, your number one and my number one, they're not fighters. So I, I just want to put this out there that I think that 3D fighters should go back to 2D permanently because it was just better that way. Just throwing that out there. I I like the um, the Mortal Kombat sort of style. Where the characters look 3D, but it plays 2D, it, it just works a little better. I just like the 2D look. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Maybe like I'm too 2D, old. Maybe I'm just old. I like the 2D gameplay. Like I like the way that Mortal Kombat and um, just I, I like that that 2D style more than I like stuff like um like Tekken or uh, Soul Calibur where it moves in a 3D space. Mm-hmm. It just it's just so eh. It's I don't know. It's just not the same. I prefer the two D style of gameplay. And you know, it's still not to say about the game. Look at King of Fighters fourteen. It is one of the best current era fighting games between roster, looks, features, gameplay, and it's basically two D. It's pretty freaking sweet. It's two D with three D elements. It's not it's not a bad mix. It works. But overall, I just want the old 2D back. Nothing wrong with that. They all played really solid. I'm sure that's not everybody's opinion because everybody likes, you know, good visuals and stuff like that nowadays. But, man, I think they can make a killer 2D fighter nowadays, especially with the technology out there. I think you could do it. I mean, you know, it's possible. All right. All right, so let's get to it. Let's let's get to your number one, and that's going to be Parasite Eve 2. So why yes. not? So so why not Parasite Eve one? Because I guess you had too many uh, RPGs on the list. Um, believe it or not, this one's kind of funny. I never played Parasite Eve one. I never played it. Oh. When two came out, it was done by I believe is I believe it's SquareSoft. I could be wrong. Square uh, Square Enix it, wasn't it? I believe I, I know, it is. I, I know the first one was Square Enix. Uh, it, then it's it's Square. Um, but I saw them advertising this game, and it looked really really cool. It reminded me of Resident Evil, but mm-hmm. you know prettier because it's obviously it was newer. I believe it was like this was like end of PS One era. Whereas they were earlier, but this this game it looked really really cool. It was a survival horror. It was um, you know just it, the cutscenes for it were just that typical square gorgeous cutscenes because for some odd reason they are lords of cutscenes. <laughs> 
And um, where all so the budget I, I goes? It's probably well. Eh, yes and no. But for this game, I pre-ordered it. Even at GameStop or EB Games, whatever it was at the time, I took a chance. Uh, it would have been, like, been EB Games. EB Games. Yes, right. Or soon to be Electronic Boutique. Yeah. Um, but uh, this game, it just looks so cool. Like I, I, it looks so good. It was one of the first games I ever pre-ordered. Because generally, you know, when I was younger, I would just just go and grab a game. I didn't pre-order. It wasn't as big a thing as it is now. You. Just go get it, but um, well, this looks so they didn't good. even start doing pre-orders until this point in time. Before it was yeah. like you know, show up and get your game or don't. There yeah, was, there was no pre-order about it. But um, so I got I get this game, and you know I tell people all the time how good this was because I don't know why they never re-released this game to my knowledge. They don't speak about the franchise. It just never comes up. And for me, and I know all you people are going to go nuts, do what you got to do. I like this better than Resident Evil on of any of the ones before it. This was my favorite survival horror. So you had a story like Resident Evil. You were in the you know the abandoned town. It played like a Resident Evil game. You know you'd find the notes and you had the creepy ass creatures and all the monsters and stuff. And it had basically the sim- similar controls. It played pretty much like it. But she had um, she had powers, which was really cool. the The main character, whose name I don't remember, Eve. It's been a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what she Eve? Yeah. So there you go. She had you know these really cool powers, and one of them was like a big flame cylinder that would come up from the ground. Another one, she would shoot out like fire waves, and she'd have like electric powers, and you can level them up. You could uh, upgrade it as you'd level up the character because it had those elements like RPG elements in them, you could pick which powers you wanted it to have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had your guns and stuff, but you had these different abilities. And it had, you know, more... Kind of like um, if Resident Evil 2 was more action and less of, like, the puzzly stuff, mm-hmm. it was kind of like that. Because it played like that, but it wasn't as many puzzle elements as I remember. It had some in it, but not as, as big as Resident Evil. And I just, it was just really cool. I mean, I I hate to keep comparing it to Resident Evil, but I don't know how else to describe it. It had that same feel. You had like the chemical labs and the the creatures and the and the freaking death traps and these giant ass monsters and all the things you liked about Resident Evil, that universe or survival horror in general. This game had it had a really good story. It played good. It looked good. I mean, this was. Easily my favorite PS1 game. It is just an amazing game, and I have no idea why it is just why it's just dead. I don't know why people don't ever why nobody's like, yeah, hey, why isn't this on the PlayStation Store? Why isn't this digital? Why does it, why isn't this brought back? Why isn't there a Parasite Eve three? I mean, it, it's it is really good. But Do you honestly want to know? Because Square is not it, very good at what they do. It didn't sell well. Really? Mm-hmm. I must have bought the only copy. <laughs> you might have been. I should have shared. Yeah, unfortunately, this game was somewhat of a flop. That is a crying shame. And, uh, I mean, it, I guess it sort of fits a lot of the things I like. But even now, even now, I, I'd warrant this game is probably still plays pretty sweet. I mean, if you can go back and play Resident Evils, you can go back and play this. 
And if you like survival horror and you like that kind of thing, you gotta treat yourself. If you, if you have, you gotta play this game. It's just, it's that good. Well, hopefully they will if they put it on the PS Classic. Would you shit yourself if they did? If they put it on their list? Oh my god, it would tempt the hell out of me to buy a PS Classic. Because currently, I'm thinking most of the games I would want I could get digitally. So I don't think I'd buy it. But if that was mm. on there, it, it would definitely be way more on my radar. I can tell you that. I would almost buy this whole damn system to play that again. Or you could just go buy a copy of the game. Play it. I, I don't. I don't have anything that plays it. Remember, you could emulate this game. Yeah, maybe. honestly, I'd, I'd probably emulate it. But if you have a PS One or a PS Two or that cool PS Three that plays everything and it hasn't going up like some people's, get mm-hmm. this game. Treat yourself. It, it's it's one of those games that I would put on any greatest game of all time list. It, it's not. Whoa. It would be you know top. But it's on the list. Well, I can't. I can't actually. Uh, I can't actually speak on it because I never played it. You played one though, didn't you? I owned one, yes, and I beat one, and I liked one. It was a turn-based RPG, completely Just different from what you're talking about. Yeah, two was nothing like one. Again, we're always on. <laughs> we always play the other side, but yep. I. I just I can't think of enough good to say about this game. You know if. Just basically everything you like about survival horror of of those kind of things, mm-hmm. it's there. You got you got cool powers, you got cool creatures, you got cool story, you got everything you would want. If you have the ability, you play this game. You won't be disappointed. So it's one of the you know the the forgotten gems, man. Just like you know my, like my Vandal Hearts or you know uh, Breath of Fire. You know, it's just shit that gets lost in the shuffle. But I can tell yeah. you for a fact, this game had no advertisement. I didn't even know there was a part two until you had told me. I I saw it advertised, and I, it might have been on the little, like, programming thing they have in the store at EB Games. Because mm-hmm. I saw it advertised there. That's how I found out about it. But obviously, they did a terrible job advertising this game because nobody but me played it. I've never heard anybody else speak of this game. And I, it's just such a shame. I, I really, you know, it is my favorite PlayStation 1 game. Or, or top top on that list. You know, there's some really good shit. But this, mm-hmm. it's something that needs to be played by more people. And I hope, you know, if nothing else, I'd be happy for like a $10 release digitally on PlayStation 4. Just a, a way to get this game out there. Mm-hmm. I hope it happens one day. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to play it myself. Shit, you hype it up enough. It's it's good. I I think you'd like it. I do. It's you know if if you like you know that that sort of thing. If you like Resident Evils, it's right in there with those with that universe. And I I hate to keep comparing it because I no, do like both franchises, but it's it's that good. It's on the level of of Resident Evil Two, in my opinion. It's it's right up there with it. Hmm. Resident Evil Two, the greatest. Pl- yeah. the, uh, the second greatest game of all time. Uh, to me. Personally, yeah, it's it's basically tied because it's it's mm. really good. It's the equivalent of saying like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, like both really good. It, it's that it's that sort of thing. It's like yeah, Resident Evil Two, Parasite Eve Two, like it's it's right there. Mm. It's it's damn good. You, I you love keep, that game. You, you keep on saying Resident Evil. It's like you knew what my number one was. The original 
Resident Evil. Not the director's cut, not the remake, the original. <laughs> it's my number one, and with damn good reason. I think it's the most iconic PlayStation game. It might not be the best PlayStation game, but to me it is the most iconic and needs, needs to be on that list for the PS Classic. It should be, but I kind of got the feeling that if they do it, they're going to go with two. Fuck you. Well, two's getting the the big remake next year, so I kind of think they might capitalize on that. Mm. I kind of hope they don't. I kind of hope that gets its own, you know, maybe maybe get like a trilogy release, you know, one, two, and three, PS4 remasters, you know what I'm saying? Maybe. But Resident Evil, the original, you know, I'm sure anybody that listens to this show knows how great the original Resident Evil is. And for its time, for its time, it looked okay. <laughs> not going to say it looked great. Um, but it's probably the most quotable game of all time. Easily. People who have never played the original Resident Evil know the magic of that particular game. Now, now why, now why you say magic like that? Like it's a bad thing. It's a great thing that it's so bad. It's like yeah, a, it's like a B-flick horror movie. It, it, it very much is. And I, I'd like to say it was done that way on purpose, but I don't it wasn't. Know. It wasn't. Oh, they generally thought that was top shelf, huh? Uh huh. Oh, and um, they actually solved the the uh, the mystery of Barry twenty years later, uh, in twenty seventeen. They they actually figured out who voiced Barry in in the credits in the end credits of Resident Evil. It just says Gregory. Mm. Now, now Gregory is the name of the actor in the in the live action sequence in the beginning and the end of Barry. Uh Gregory, uh, I can't remember his, his last name. But uh no, it's it's a voice actor. He's uh from Norway and he has a weird last name and I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. But uh yeah they tracked him down. He's actually been in other games and I think did a little voice acting uh for some movies. But yeah, they finally solved the mystery of, they actually have his name now, because they didn't really keep record like that. They just said, eh, it's fucking Gregory. But well, yeah. I mean, video games weren't, to, to me anyway, I don't, I don't feel like they were the giant-ass market now, like mm-hmm. they are now. I mean, you well, you can tell, you play the old games, the voice actors, they, they made it work, but it now the games, a lot of the cinematics, I mean, they're borderline movie quality now. It, it ain't the same. It ain't like, hey, dude, get him. Get, you know, get him to come over and say a few things. Uh, Whatever. It's funny that you say that because the people from the live action clips were people they found on the street. I'm not, yeah, that, I'm not even kidding. They that, literally found them walking on the street and said, hey, you want to right. come film some stuff? They didn't say that they were filming it for a video game or anything like that. Uh, you're not going to be in this you know, Resident Evil game that's going to be released worldwide and become a phenomenon or whatever. 
They didn't tell him shit. They said, hey, you want to come do some acting? Well, I guess so. And they hired, you know, cheap voice actors, you know. Uh, the people that did the voice acting didn't know the premise of the game. Uh, they thought, you know, they were just doing lines. You know, it's just why it comes off so bad. You know, the house is infested with demons. Ah, you know what I mean? They didn't know they were reading for a horror survival game. You know, maybe they'd have put a little more uh, emotion into it if they knew, but they didn't know. They didn't tell them anything. They just said, here, read these lines. Okay, we're going to put this game out. We're going to make a little bit of money, and that'll be it. That's hilarious. Yep. They half-assed the shit out of it and made one of the most iconic franchises in history by half-assing it. Capcom used to be that good. Now they just re-release their old stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, it works. But true. like I said, I mean, uh, story-wise, Resident Evil, awesome. Uh, character development? Nah, not so much. Uh, you, you established that Chris and Jill are badasses and Wesker is an asshole and Barry is a fucking goof. Just take a look at this. That's about it. Oh, and Rebecca, annoying ass Rebecca. Rebecca! I, I should have just put a voice clip in there. <laughs> Too late now. There's yeah, no I'm, coming back. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping the Rebecca! Ugh. <laughs> oh. It's, um, it's just iconic. I, you know, the scene that I, um, it, it's, it's burned into my brain. Um, when you first get into the mansion and that music is playing, um, I, I'll probably end up playing a clip from it. Um, but the music is playing and you cut through that door and then that fucking clown looking zombie, it's, it's not a clown, but he has the blood on his face that makes him look like a clown. Oh, the creepy fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just slowly turns at you like, oh man. And, and you remember this game came out in like 96, so that makes me 11 or, you dumb fucking cat. Jesus Christ. Go somewhere. Fuck off. Okay, anyway. What was I saying? <laughs> Something about a cat? The fucking cat's an idiot. Ugh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, creepy I'm, glad, I'm, glad that, I'm glad this shit's not live. Fuck off. <laughs> what, did he fall on your PlayStation? No, he jumped up and tried to get the goddamn fish. Like, yeah, from, he... from the floor. No, he didn't, like, there's nothing to jump up there anymore. It's just he tried to jump straight up and get the fucking fish and fell all the way back down. Yeah, he's been trying to get that fish for a while. He is determined. Ugh. Okay. Creepy clown, right? Yeah, yeah. So you cut through that door, and that clown just turns around and looks at you. And it's not a clown. It, it's It's a zombie, but he has blood all over his face, and he's creepy as fuck, and he just slowly kind of just... You know, exorcist neck turns towards you, and it's just like it's it'll just for that to be you know one of the first things that you see, you know. And let's see, eighty five, ninety six. So I'm eleven, eleven or twelve at this point. That's creepy as fuck, you know. Oh yeah, you didn't have you know you didn't have creepy fucking zombies you know turning their necks around in Mega Man and. You know, Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> yeah, no, no, much, much more simply, more brightly colored times. Yeah, I mean, you really didn't see anything like that, you know, at the time. But 
it's it's just really iconic, and and it deserves to be on the PS1 classic. You know, if they want to put the director's cut on there, fine, 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 whatever. But there's nothing wrong with the director's cut. I just prefer the original. Was um was Resident Evil One, and it's it's been a while for me to remember these things. Was that the one that had the jump scare? If you open the door, you died. The dog. Yeah, you wanted the door that the freaking dog ate you. Was that the first one? No, 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 you didn't die. No, um, yeah, actually, uh, if you go out one time, the dog will, uh, kind of get in. But if you go out a second time, you're dead. Yeah, little bastard. Which I didn't know that, because I was just playing around. I'm like, I'm gonna go back outside this door, and then you die. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I wasn't I mean, sure if it was on. That was a fun little, like, because you didn't see it coming, and you think you're gonna get chased, and like, nah, you're dead. He died. He killed. Yeah. You know, at this point, you know, uh, not this point, but a certain point in the game, you're killing off zombies, you know, you're killing, you know, services and stuff like that. But then, I want to say not halfway through the game, maybe a little bit less than halfway through the game, the hunters come out, and that scene, that you know, that little cut scene that they do where the hunter's running through the mansion, like places that you've been, and then crashes through that door, and then the cutscene ends, and that fucker is right in front of you. That is terrifying, especially because at this point you are low on ammo, like extremely low. You ever try to kill a hunter with a knife? I don't think you can. Oh, oh, well, you can, but it's Ooh. damn near impossible. Because like two Ooh. or three swipes, and you're done. And it's tank controls, so stick and move. You know, it ain't like the newer ones that have, like, an evade feature. Nah. You can kill it with a knife, I'm pretty sure. I probably have tried. Which, you know, as much as I love these retro games, I will say this. I'm glad tank controls died. Fuck those. <laughs> Fuck them. I don't care. Anybody who's a fan of them, you can freaking keep them. I'm, I'm so glad they're dead. I hate tank controls. I've always hated tank controls. They suck ass. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I mean, at the time, it worked. I guess it was a simpler input method. But... Sometimes. Whatever dumbass genius thought tank controls was a good idea for Tomb Raider, yeah, mm. good luck. You try precision jumping with that shit? No. Garbage. Straight up garbage. I hate tank controls. Mm. Yeah, I hate them. So... Definitely Parasite Eve 2 and Resident Evil and all the other ones on our list should go on the PS1 Classic. I think if the PS1 Classic had the exact games, the exact because it's, it's supposed to have 20 games. If it had the 20 I th- I games, we just list. I thought it was 20 plus. Uh, sure. At least 20. But if it had these 20 games, I guarantee you this fucking thing would sell even more than it's gonna. Mm-hmm. And not just because we're partially retarded. Yeah. I mean, luckily, you're not going to have to worry about it because you couldn't find the fucking ass NES classic. And those games are kind of, eh, they're right, you know? For a PlayStation classic, yeah, good luck. Right. You better uh, get one on eBay for four grand or something. So, we got some honorable mentions to get through. We always do them last. Um, so I'm just going to go through and name a couple and 
chirp up if you remember anything or would like to say anything about them. Guilty. Well, I would, oh, what? Go ahead. I, I want to start with the the honest, the, the easy stuff real quick. Tekken 3, obviously, I didn't put on this list because it's already confirmed. Mm-hmm. And all of the Final Fantasies, they didn't make the list. Whether you like some more or less, I'm, I was a fan of all the original Final Fantasies. Pretty much up to, to 10, I, I didn't think they really messed up. I didn't add them because they have all exist digitally. They've been released on so many different platforms. They don't need to be here. Mm-hmm. But uh, all those games are amazing. Tekken 3, one of my favorite Tekkens ever. It would probably like It's a great freaking game. But obviously, these all, all those were either confirmed or you can get elsewhere. And that's why I didn't add any of those right, good that's, games. That's one of the main reasons why we didn't add like Metal Gear Solid and... You know, a lot of them are the ones, the big titles that are probably going to make the list. And, you know, stuff like Metal Gear Solid, which one, the definitive version is the GameCube, the Twin Snakes, don't kid yourself. Um, right, but no, you're right. It, you're right. You can, you can get it in the, um, the Metal Gear collection that's out for PS4. You know, you can get Metal Gear. You can get, you know, a, a lot of the, all the Final Fantasies. So the, the ones we didn't mention, you can get elsewhere. Mm-hmm. They're playable. You can get to them. So there's no need to put them in this list. Mm-hmm. Just figured I'd get that out of the way now. So a uh, little word association. Uh, Guilty Gear. Do you remember Guilty Gear? Uh, that was another one I didn't I didn't play. It was, a, didn't it, was a, it was a great fighting game, and it was done by a studio. They didn't do a lot of games. Uh, it was like, I want to say it was like Aeris or something like that. I, I don't know, but it, they're the ones that did the BlazBlue games. Oh, BlazBlue? Uh-huh. Yeah, they... Oh, wait, Atlas? Is it Atlas? I th- does that, I think Atlas does BlazBlue, but uh, Atlas... It, I don't know if they did, I could be wrong, but Atlas now, they're one of my favorite companies currently. Yeah, well, they, before BlazBlue... They make a game, you're good. Before BlazBlue, they did Guilty Gear, and it was an awesome, awesome fighting game. BlazBlue's good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, King of Fighters. I'm gonna say 1995 to 1999. I also like 2002. 2002 I, or 2000? Also. <laughs> both. You know what? Honestly, I don't think I've ever played a bad King of Fighter game, so I'll throw that up there. But yeah, any of the ones for PS1, mm-hmm. all solid. Yeah, that's why I said 95 through 99. They're all, they're all good. Um, RPG Legend of the Drag uh Legend of Dragoon. Heard of it. Looked mm-hmm. really good. Um I saw a lot of gameplay footage for it. I liked everything I saw. Um I did not get to it, but very good. It looked amazing. Very good game. Somewhat expensive now. Uh but completely underrated in in my eyes. Um I'm going to say um I just put it under one umbrella is Marvel Super Heroes uh, versus Street Fighter, Marvel Super Heroes by itself, and Marvel vs. Capcom under one umbrella. Which, yeah, I, I talked about those earlier, so they, I think anybody who's was paying attention knows why we like those. Mm-hmm. Easy. Um, I would have said Gran Turismo 2. Mm, I didn't add it to the list because you can buy the, the current iteration and it's core cane blades, basically the same. It's basically a racing simulator. It looks good. 
little hard because it's very much on the simulator side. Yeah, very but, much. Uh, Gran Turismo 2, um, it's weird to say this now, but I remember on PS1, I really thought it was the most lifelike game I ever played. Mm-hmm. I mean, mind you, it's just cars and scenery, basically. Yeah, but it had but that. I mean, but it had that fun replay feature. Yeah, it where was, it would play. It was uh, also a gorgeous game. What, what did they play? Was it Motley Crue? Kickstart my heart. You would I do think the, so. Yeah, you would do the replay. <laughs> oh, and it had the the Formula One racing, didn't it? Like the go kart thing. I I think that was three. I can't remember which oh. ones were in which. Mm. But uh, it had licensed music. All the music in Gran Turismo was licensed. It played the like classical stuff as you went through your garage and you had all these fantasy cars and mm-hmm. it was it was truly you know racing wise. You know it was a little difficult because it was a simulator. You know you're mm-hmm. racing on tracks. You had to upgrade the engines and stuff. But you know Gran Turismo two, which you know I'd be fine if it makes a list was just an amazing game. And that man, if you ever look in the behind the scenes, he loves racing and it's, it's in these games. There's a racing fan there, man. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, up until Forza, because I'm a Forza guy. It's the one thing I wish I had from Xbox, but uh, until Forza, Gran Turismo, that that was basically it. That was the definitive racing game, and mm-hmm. and in some ways probably still is, except for sport. <laughs> yeah, I could say that. Uh, what about Twisted Metal Two? Twisted Metal, Twisted Metal was always a good time. It was a very dark but cartoony world. Like the the world of Twisted Metal was really wild. You know, you're murdering people, but it's so insane with like pizza car guys and just just crazy shit. Yeah. Um two was probably everyone's favorite. I really you would love all the be surprised of, that a lot of people would say black is their favorite. I I meant on PS one. I know, but I mean, you know, I, I always say black is my favorite, and here's the reason. <clears throat> one, I like Twisted Metal, and they were a lot of fun, but it was never like one of my main franchises, so I never played it a lot. And I really, 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 and even to this day, I love the cutscenes of Twisted Metal Black, mm-hmm. so much so that when they had that big sale, I <clears throat> I went ahead and spent the dollar. And I currently own Twisted Metal Black digitally on my PS4. And I, I really liked the cutscenes. They were all really wild. They were like really evil, dark Twilight Zone episodes for all the cutscenes. They were really cool. Um, and that's why it's my favorite because I remember the cutscenes so well and I like them so much. It was my favorite one. I really liked it. That being said, I don't remember if the gameplay was that much different than 2. And I always cheated my ass off with Twisted Metal Black because uh, I've never been that good. I uh-oh. could break it, that bitch. Yeah, I was God. I killed them all for those sweet, sweet cutscenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Twisted Metal Black did have some fucked up cutscenes, but uh, Twisted Metal 2, not... Yeah. So, Twisted Metal 2, uh, not everybody had a happy ending in that game. No, no. I, I think that's Twisted Metal in general. At least 2 in Black. I didn't play 1 and 3. But two in black, yeah, it didn't didn't always work out for you. Yeah, Calypso really fucked you over in every game that he possibly could. Yeah, he's a bit of a bastard. Unless you're Sweet Tooth. 
things usually worked out for him because, you know, he was kind of evil. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, things didn't work out very well for, you know, poor Axel or the police especially because it, it had a couple different police cars and, <laughs> and different people driving the police cars. You know, they might want Axel, Axel is a man on an axle. Life is already pretty bad for him. What were they thinking with character design with Axel? Okay, they're going to be shooting missiles and machine guns and all kinds of crazy shit at you. And you are going to be a human being with your arms and legs attached to your car. They they thought it'd be funny to make a character named Axel who literally is an Axel. Ah, yeah. Now I get it. Thank you. 20-some-odd years later, thank you. You are welcome, sir. I'm here to help. And his specials suck, too. He, like, shockwaved the ground and bounced the cars up in the air. It sucked. I never used him. But what what was okay? What was cool about Axel was when your car started or your wheel, <laughs> your wheel and your engine started taking damage. You started losing like an arm or a leg. <laughs> so by you know if you're fucked up by the end of the fight, you got like one arm and your shit starts you know wobbling <laughs> left and right. It, it, plus, it was always funny to see. All these cars bouncing around left and right. And here comes a little crazy guy. <laughs> He's just two wheels. He's like holding the car together because, you know, he's basically the car. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, this, this game had a, a lot of good levels, too. Like, blowing up the Eiffel Tower was always fun. Uh, good good characters in this one. I liked them all a lot more in 2 than I did any other game. Um. Uh- they made it. They made him. They made a lot of improvements on some of the original cast. You know, like Grim. You know, I thought he looked cooler in two than he did in one. Yeah, I never played the first one. I never played Twisted Metal one. My first Twisted Metal was two. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the the reason I never played one is uh, my friend at the time that had part two that I borrowed it from. Which oddly enough, I don't remember which friend lent it to me, but I, I do remember he told me. Uh, he's like, yeah, this is just, this one's better. He's like, you can't go back to one. This is just, you just don't. So I never played one. So when I had got a PlayStation, right, it came with a demo disc and it had, uh, one level from Twisted Metal and you could be, uh, you could be grim on the motorcycle and I can't remember who else. You know how many hours me and Steve played on that demo? Just the demo, that same stage and them same two people. We would alternate between the characters and whatnot, but we spent hours upon hours just playing the damn demo. I can sort of relate. I played, um, I think it was with you. Do you remember when we got the 360 and you had that, at the time, like the most realistic boxing game ever, and we played the shit out of that with just the two guys? Yep. Yeah, I remember these. I don't remember the name of the game. I, I believe it was EA before they sucked. And it was just like a really gorgeous freaking game. Like, it for, you know, at the time it was like, oh my God, it's so realistic. It's, it was so amazing. What was, and it? We just, was it Fight Night? It might have been Fight Night. Fight Night Round 3 or something? Fight Night? Uh, I don't know. It was, yeah, I, I just remember being like, the audience sucked. But the two boxers looked um, like you'd see the sweat and shit, and I just remember we were just amazed. We played the the hell out of that damn demo. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, m- I miss demo disc. 
Not even gonna lie. It was always exciting getting them in your in your Game Pro or your EGM or whatever. It was always fun. Oh, I used to like getting them at the the store because I'd get the book and then you know now you, you'd read through the book and that's sure that was like you know ten minutes. But that demo it, for being broke ass bitches like us, mm-hmm. that was like getting a game in a way because you'd have like you know what was it like six seven might have been four I don't remember but you you get a good couple of games and you would just play the hell out of those. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I thought it was a cool concept. Now everything is digital. You can get a trailer for something or whatever. But uh, back then, all you had was a demo disc. That's how you got your game out there. Or you had an ad in a, in a magazine or whatever. But yeah, that was a good way to you know get word of mouth out about your game. Plus, it was really cool. They they were cool too. You, you'd put the disc in and you'd see the menu and it would be like you know four or five or you know however many it was. Little TVs playing the demo of the game. And yeah, it had the music would, playing and yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it's I mean it's a dated thing now and you don't need it. You just you go to the demo section and you download it and whatever. But it was really cool back in the day. It was something to look forward to when you when you couldn't get a new game. You you get these things right. Um. Let's see. Let's try this one. Okay. You might not remember this game. A lot of people won't because it never came out in America. Copies have leaked from Europe. They're European copies, or you can get a bootleg of it. Um, Thrill Kill. Never played it or heard of it. Of course you never played it. But um, pretty much it was going to be like uh, Mortal Kombat in a way. But it was going to have six people. Yeah, it was six. Four or six. Might have been... I can't remember if it was four or six. But they would all be on the screen at the same time fighting. Like Mortal Kombat style. That'd be an interesting concept. Uh, The problem with it is that it was ultra-violent, super bloody. Um, (laughs) Serial killers. uh, You know, uh, a lot of crazy, crazy shit. But I wanted to... Not being a problem. I wanted the well, the parents of America had a problem. This is around this you know, that time when parents had their panties up in a bunch. Not not the parents nowadays that buy their kids fucking Grand Theft Auto and say, Here, go have fun, little Timmy you know, and he's, you know, fucking prostitutes and selling drugs and running from the cops and all that. Uh but back then, man, like, you know, the Mortal Kombat thing was a problem, you know, the blood and the gore. And this game was gonna take it a step further. I can't I can't remember the studio that was going to put it out, but I remember I wanted to play this game so bad, and a week before it came out, they pulled the plug on it. Ah, uh, just like Mega Man Legends 3. Yep. They pulled the plug on Thrill Kill. Now, if you ever want to know about Thrill Kill, you can, you can Wikipedia that shit, or you can go on YouTube and watch actual gameplay footage. But there is no American release of this game. It does not exist. You can get a European copy. You can emulate it. But that's about so it. So you're saying, like like uh, Star Fox 2 on the SNES Classic, it'd be a cool thing if they did that for the, right. the PlayStation Classic to give you game a game you couldn't previously get. Yep. Yeah, that would I'd be, be right that would that. be really awesome. You know, instead of games that I know our list is games that deserve to be, but I kind of feel like it does because I kind of feel like I was cheated. I I think it'd be cool to throw at least something special in there because I kind of feel like odds are this this set 
it's going to be, you know, Final Fantasy VII, Crash Bandicoot two, uh, maybe even one. It's going to be all these games that you can get now or get a better version of instead of like instead of these really hard to find games or really cool shit that we would really appreciate. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be your standard. You know, it's just going to be all the ones that are already out there that are probably already on the PlayStation Store. I just get this feeling it's going to be very kind of like meh. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't see it being mind blowing. Uh, I get you. But I mean it would be mind blowing if we could get like maybe four or five of the ones off our list on there. I think that would be awesome. I think that would be oh. worth it. God, I wish. Although part of me hopes is a joke. It has that damn Caesar's Palace game that everybody oh, had. Jesus, my mom had that dude. Dude, everybody had it. You no none of the kids bought it. You always had it because either your mom or somebody was like, "Yeah, you could play poker on the the damn thing." Yeah, you could play. Yeah, uh, you could play roulette and blackjack and. Uh, I'm telling. Tell me, what friend did you know who didn't have? Everybody had this stupid ass game. It was a double disc set, or it came uh-huh. in a double disc box. Uh, the we one disc, had it. the one disc had card games and stuff like that. The second disc was all slots. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I know everybody I knew had it. None of us played it. Nobody ever played it. You never came in and was like, yeah, man, getting some Caesar's Palace time in, but we all had the damn thing. Dude, my mom got in serious time with Caesar's Palace. <laughs> like, I would, like, peek into her room, and she's just like a zombie hitting the button. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I won something. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, dude, she got, she got in serious time. Like, uh, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you ever going to play poker, blackjack? craps anything <laughs> see that's what i'm for it, that's i hope that's the plus it's 20 games plus hey hey, hey you, know, you know what though caesar's palace did teach me how to play roulette and craps so it taught me something see educational video gaming see so maybe maybe it needs to be there <laughs> no it doesn't it, it, that's the plus the plus is going to be that Okay, if it's if it's a bonus game, I'll take it. Sure. Yeah, bonus. Not not one of the main twenty. All right. Which I like. I said I'm kind of curious to see what it's gonna be, but I'm almost a hundred percent. It's gonna be so by the numbers. Yeah. Like it's there's not gonna be any like oh wow I can't believe that's on. It's all gonna be like eh it's about right. I don't think it's gonna be. But it is kind of funny that now uh, you know I like these and I think they're really cool. But it's funny that NES, SNES, uh, N64 is coming. The uh, PS One, Sega has one. Yeah, the Sega. Well, I just read today it's got delayed. Like now they're just cranking these things out. Uh, and these are all well and good. And you know, more. I own the SNES one, and don't get me wrong, I think they're cool. But at the same time, I, I'm a little new school in a way. I, I just would be happy with a PS4 game that said like. PlayStation collection, and I got to play all these games without buying a $100 fake PS1 that I have to hook up. Like, if you just want to give me a disc, like the poor man's version, I can just get it like a, a $40 disc, yeah. and I can just play these games. I really like the PS4 controller, and I'd be more than happy to play all of these on a disc. So, uh, you know, just saying. Uh, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that would work for me, right? I mean, it's I mean, more, it's more like a little collectible thing, honestly. It's a collectible that you can play. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's really neat. I brought I brought the Super Nintendo um, to these poor people's house in Virginia that I know, and they really liked it. Uh, funny and motherfucker, like, aren't you? <laughs> I, I tell myself that. And it, it is a really cool party favor type thing, and it's a fun little party game to bring over. But, uh, you know, just like the SNES, if I had all of those on a little Switch game, I'd be even happier. Mm-hmm. Cause I, yeah, I always liked them as, as a kid, they were always some of my favorite games to buy as those little, you know, um, Namco museum collections or, mm-hmm. or street fighter collection. There's just something about paying a little bit of money and whatever your current system is. And you get like this big collection of games. It's just always been cool. And I uh, think that's yeah, kind of like action 52. Yeah. No, not like Action 52, but uh, like a good collection of games where they don't oh, okay, suck. Like, okay. Like you, you, sir, like your Mega Man collection. Like, how cool is that? You pay the 20 bucks mm-hmm. and you get six Mega Man games or however many comes in X. It might be seven. I, I don't remember, but. Um, X, the, uh, the X collection comes with X through X8. Uh, and it also has, and it also has a challenge mode and, uh, uh, battle mode, kind of cool stuff. They, you know, new stuff that they threw in there. But is that not cool? Like, tell me, you it's know, very cool. Stuff. I would like to see more of these compilation games because I'm a big fan of the HD remasters. I don't have all these systems. I don't have the room for all these systems. I got my PS4. I got my Switch, and that's pretty much all I have. So I, I would love to see more compilation games. I really like those. Like Xbox One, the one of the best games they have, which isn't many, is that Rare Replay Collection. Mm. Just these things are really cool, and as much as I, I'm, I like these, this you know PS One Classic, and I think they're really cool. I would really like a PS One Classic Volume One, Volume Two. You know, give me a disc, give me some cool shit for like twenty, thirty bucks. Right. I'd be fine with that. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's all a collectible. It's it's all it is. You know, they're, they're cute. <laughs> you know, they're, they're kind of like the pops of the video game world. That's yeah, basically oh, how yeah. I look at them. I, I mean, I see the appeal. And as I recently discovered, Mega Man X is much sweeter on a replica Super Nintendo controller than it is the PS4 controller. <laughs> it just plays a little easier. But no, yeah, I mean, I, I see, I see the appeal, but you know. Yeah. But, uh, I definitely think we had a great list, and I think if the PlayStation would listen to us and put these games, plus Tekken 3, on a mini PlayStation, I I think they would sell out of that thing constantly for the next decade or so, because everybody would be playing it, or should. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you ain't wrong on that one. They would definitely get my money. Right? I mean, if if it had the 10 games I mentioned... I would, I'd get it, you know, easy. Hell, if they had the, you know, some of the ones you mentioned that sounded pretty cool that that I didn't get to play, like the Darkstalkers, like Breath of Fire. We have a part. Yeah. These are all games that I I wouldn't mind playing. I I missed a couple of these, so yeah, if they had some good stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, one, I'm not going to be able to find it or afford it because it's a hundred bucks, not sixty. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's, uh, set list is going to be that good. I hope I'm wrong, and I really do, but I I think it's going to be like, eh, it's about right. I, I think that's going to be it. 
Well, they haven't released the list yet, so, you know, fingers crossed, dicks too, whatever, you know, that they do a good list. Well, um, they have Final Fantasy VII and Tekken three, and your feelings on those games aside, that's those two, that's a pretty good start because they're well, both Tekken three's never iconic. been Tekken three has never been re-released. Oh, Tekken three was amazing. I, I hope I they keep in the Tekken adventure 3. mode though. You know, like the the that, fighting force style thing that they did. Exactly. If if the if they do a PS one collection, well, I mean, obviously they're doing it. But I want it to be like the SNES collection. I didn't. I don't have the NES, so I can't speak to it. But uh, I want them to be full ports of the actual games, not pull a Street Fighter collection where they all they're all the arcade versions that beat my ass. Yeah, um, that's just it was uh, cruel. When you can overpower yeah. my Fei Long and my DJ powers, you're doing Easy. something. You're, you're being cruel, Capcom. Yeah, and you know, of all the collections for Capcom, the Capcom's ever done. For those sort of things, for the Street Fighters, they're always the arcade. And I'm kind of curious to anybody watching, am I really the only one that wants the home console versions? Like, the wants the fair versions? Am I the only guy that wants those? Like, I, I'm tired of playing the classic Street Fighters and getting ticked, you know, getting fucked up. Yeah, I can't even get past one person, man. It's cruel. One, in the Street Fighter collection, as I've proven to Ray over the past month while we were away, Neither of us could beat one of these fucking Street Fighter games on that collection. Not it's, even with Fei Long. I, I pulled out. I pulled out the best, and you know what? I got beaten like the rest. So, yeah, they're they're mean. Very Just mean. mean. Well, hopefully, PlayStation will be uh the PS Classic will be kind. They'll be you know the Xerxes of the uh, of the mini console world. You know. Uh, you know, I hope so. And if nothing else, I hope somebody who listens is, I generally really, I really mean it. I know it's kind of cheesy, but I hope, you know, whoever hears this, I hope you play some of these games because they might be old, but they're, especially Parasite Eve 2, there is some good shit out there. You need to treat yourself. You know, you're going to overhype this game and you're going to get some mean tweets. That game fucking sucked, man. <laughs> you know what? I, Unsubscribe. I I defend I defend Parasite Eve too. Come at me. I don't care. I love that game. Uh, yeah, well, I think that's going to wrap this one up. Uh, so you can catch us on the Twitter machine. You can catch me at 8BitRay. I'm not going to spell it this week. And, and I'm at Born2083. That's Born with a U. <laughs> Sean might have to start spelling his out. Born like Jason Born 2083 uh, it's a dynasty. Say it every True. week. Yes, and I mean uh, it every week. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I'm there. Yep. Uh, we're per our personal accounts are on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the Gorilla Brain Instagram is up and running. Uh, come check out some of the dumb, stupid shit that me and Sean will post. Uh, well, let's see what else we got, man. We're plugged in everywhere. Just search up Gorilla Brain. Use. Use your little Google machines. Type in Gorilla Brain. We are bound to pop up. We've checked this too. We are on yeah. Google. There's no excuse not to find us. It's true. It is true. We we Google search ourselves all the time. Fortunately, no images of us pop up, but you know, let that be a mystery. So that's gonna wrap it up, and we will catch you down the line.